The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Alternative with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. Oh, yes. We get the idea. He's singing Radio Radio a lot, and we are on the Radio Radio five nights a week, and Sundays as well on Virgin. Um, Call us, hold off for a bit, and you can tell them this, Sam. Call us, hold off for a bit. We're going to do straight to air tonight, but before that, before that, it sounds a little bit spacious in my ear. One of it's, it's, something's going on with these headphones. But do you know what, guys? We're going to work through it. Um, we're going to phone up um, the United States of America because we got a special guest coming on. Hang on a second. Um, I may have given him the impression that he was um, coming on a. A slick show, not this uh, car crash. We're phoning up America to speak to Jesse Seaboyd. Jeez. We've dialed his... Have we dialed a fax number? What the hell is this? Jesse? Can you hear me? I think someone's answering, but it's... (laughs) On a distant star planet. Let's, Let's try again. What's the code for America? Zero zero one. Okay, that's that's okay. So we did. We'll try again. Uh, uh, huh? Huh? Uh, uh, uh. Okay, Let's try again. Um... Ah! Did, did it ring before? 
No. Oh. Hello? Hey, is that Jesse? Yes, can you hear me? Yeah, I can't. Did, could, did you, did we just call you a second ago? Yeah, yeah. And could you hear us? Then maybe that's, I could hear you guys. Maybe it was because my headphones were in and I just took them out. Oh, so. man, it sounded maybe like you, it sounded like we were talking to a, a, the 1980s via a fax machine. <laughs> How are you doing, well, I'm man? Around the country, so it's, uh, it might be a cricket show here. That, that could be country, it. Listen, so. let, we should just say, let me just introduce this gentleman. This is Jesse C. Boyd, who is the star of um, a, a show that I... That, by the way, I, th- this is Ian, and Catherine is here as well. Hi. Um, and um, I... Hi. The show I've been talking about a lot on, on, the, uh, uh, on the radio the last couple of weeks is this fabulous, fabulous programme made by this company, Rooster Teeth. And the show is called Day Five, right? And I found it by Googling post-apocalyptic movies. That's what I typed into Google. Post-apocalyptic movies, because I'm weird like that. And, you know, threads came up, and all, the, all these kind of things came up. And this thing, Day 5, TV series, Day 5, and I thought, I've never heard of this. I bet it's rubbish. So I went to IMDb, and it, so, it scores something like 8.2, maybe even more on IMDb, which is supersonic. I watched it, and uh, Jesse, I've got to say, man, it is, it is incredible. I devoured the whole thing in two days <laughs> it, it, could, do you want to explain the story a little bit because i don't want to give away any spoilers to people sure well first of all thanks so much thanks for watching uh we had such a good time making it um basically it's a, a post-apocalyptic story and the new world if you go to sleep you die <laughs> so everybody's trying to stay awake it picks up on the fifth day and does a lot of bouncing around in time and stuff like that but uh yeah it's uh a night nurse, a pilot, a 13-year-old boy with ADD, uh, and uh, my character, Jake, who's a meth addict. He was up for two days doing crystal meth, and that's why he is awake and alive. <laughs> and I love it, and it's nuts, right? And it's, it's, it's brilliant, because it's short seasons. I think it's six episodes in, in, in the first season, and we're kind of coming towards the end of season two. And um, there's, no, there's no fat in it, Jesse. And what I mean by that is, I used to love... Um, 24 and i used to love lost but all of those right. there was there was an episode of 24 you know it's J- keith sutherland where it's set over 24 hours each episode is an hour of the day the epi- something like episode 15 is his daughter being chased by a mountain lion and it, and it was a real <laughs> i see what you've done to stretch this story out and lost i mean the ending of lost was awful but there were loads of terrible episodes where it was it was all filler and zero killer and it's got to be said that you, you pack, I think the episodes of day five are something like 45 minutes each. You guys yep. pack so much into it. It's, it's, it's relentless. Right. Well, I hope you're not disappointed about the mountain lion episode coming up next. <laughs> it's, uh, kind of a bummer. Um, just kidding. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what, when I got the scripts, I read it and I was like, oh my God, it's just, it's just such a thrill ride. Like every episode, and uh, for me, it's like every time I get a script, it's like I'm watching my favorite show. Yeah. I just happen to be in it, but I get to read it, and I'm like, oh, my God, I get to see what happens next. It's so exciting. And um, this season has been just crazy. Second season, we still have three more episodes to go. Wow. But um, they really just they just really went crazy on this one. There's a lot of interesting world to see in this season. <laughs> it's kind of... It's, listen, for those who don't know, it, it's and we'll tell you how you can watch it and stuff, because it's such a good programme. I mean, it, it's kind of like... It, there are elements of The Walking Dead in it. There are, uh, you know, the, the people kind of trying to protect themselves, and the world has, has gone mm-hmm. to, to to crap, and... there. But it's delicious. Who's the young lad in it, the, the boy that you're travelling around with? Because he's incredible. He is absolutely incredible. His name is Walker Satterwhite, 
and he is a card. Let me tell you, that kid is hilarious. He came on at 13, incredible actor. He's one of those actors that just talks, 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 and then when you say action, he just goes right into it. Yeah. He's like laser focused. Um, yeah, and he's, he's uh, super talented this season. I think really good to see a lot of I think uh, range as well, which has been awesome. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, and it happens on a lot of my favourite shows when when they become successful and go on. I've noticed that he's uh, he's significantly taller in season two <laughs> than he is in season one. You've got to stop that boy growing. Yeah. I know. Well, they did address it in the um, in the, pi- in the uh, first episode of the season. Kind of little tongue in cheek toward the audience, like you know, let them know, hey, we know he's bigger too. <laughs> but I uh, would kind of Jake kind of cleared it up in his own little clever way. So. Uh, it's brilliant. How, how, now, listen, Rooster Teeth was not um, a, a company or anything I was familiar with. You know, over here, obviously, it's BBC, and we kind of have uh, mm-hmm. satellite channels, and there's Netflix, and there's Amazon. But I'd never really heard of Rooster Teeth. What is it, and how does it work? To be honest, I had never heard of them either at the time when I uh, auditioned for it. But then I did a bunch of research. I think they started in 2004. They're basically kind of like a Netflix or kind of like a Hulu. Yeah. Uh, they're their own, you know, channel. Uh, you can subscribe, become a first member. That's what they call it. I think it's like uh, you get a month for free, and then it's like five dollars or something like that, yeah. or maybe fifteen for six months. But um, yeah, once I found out about them, though, I found out there was this whole other world, and a lot of it is a younger generation. Um, a lot of kids now aren't watching television. They're not watching cable. They're watching the internet. Yeah. So YouTube Red, all that stuff is really successful. So um, coming into that world, it was it was kind of like, oh wow, I didn't even know this existed. But once I was in it, I was like hooked. And uh, of course, we went to the Streamies last year, which is um, you know online content awards. Yeah, one best action sci-fi, which was awesome. oh well totally done, man, expected. well deserved. Congratulations. Yeah, well, I went to the, we went to the uh, event, and it's literally like the Oscars. I mean, it was crazy how professional and yeah beautiful jesse that's a jesse that's a yellow card you've dropped an f-bomb on british radio the oh. the queen is the queen Sorry. is the, your majesty we apologize um the prime minister My Theresa bad. may we apologize um i have a mouth like a sailor I, well you've done well so far i know i was worried about you uh, <laughs> but, but, but any more of those and the station will be closed down sir Got it. We got it. We just need a little bleep over my voice when I do that kind of stuff. But, uh, but yeah, so we uh, we ended up going to this event, and Walker, the thirteen-year-old kid, knew everybody there because they're all these yeah. big internet personalities. And you know, it's it's been it's been a, a eye-opening experience just seeing where the evolution of filming and television all that is going. You know? And and it's the thing when I saw it, I thought Rooster Teeth. What is this? And honestly, I genuinely, when I saw it come up, and I hadn't heard the company, I thought, oh, this is going to be awful. But it isn't at all. It's got such good production values. It, it you know, it, yeah. I'm going to say something because I'm an old man. It it looks like it's it, it was made for proper TV, and I think you know what I mean by that, Jesse. It doesn't look like yeah. what I would consider an internet streaming program to look like. It looks proper, right? And it's 45 minute episodes, which is kind of newer too. You know, you usually hear of web series that that word in yeah. like 10 minute episodes, but yeah, these are these are like full on television show and. You know, when I when I read it, I was hoping, and then when I got to see the first season, I was like, oh, God, you know, they really know what they're doing. And yeah. coming into second season, we knew what we were working with. We worked with the same DP, who's amazing. He loves his lens flares. I don't know if you noticed, but um, so it was really cool to to know what we, we uh, had going the first season and going into the second season and, and just really being able to play and trust it and go, you know.
So how does how does it work, Jesse? Obviously, you're you're a jobbing actor. Uh, give, give us some of the other bits mm. and pieces that you you've been in. Oh, I did uh, I did three episodes of The Walking Dead, ironically. Uh, David J, actually, who plays Ellis on the show, also was on The Walking Dead. So yeah, two of us. Um, I've done uh, day five. I've got actually something really cool coming out now. It's David Fincher's new Netflix series called Mindhunter. Cool. Uh, say that again. What's it called? Mindhunter. Mindhunter. Mm-hmm. It's based off a book um, about serial killers, mm-hmm. and uh, it takes place in the seventies. David Fincher was amazing to work on his projects because they they film very 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 long time for scenes. So like my first day on. I think I filmed like a 12-hour day for one scene, which was just insane. It's wow. like you're just filming every angle. So it's a whole other uh, you know, process. It's a trip. So. Yeah, and uh, I've actually got a really cool movie coming out now, too, on Lifetime, which should be coming out next year with Tony Braxton. And it's uh, about a true story that happened, I think it was three years ago, at a middle school in Atlanta, or elementary school in Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, gunman came in to shoot up the whole school and... This woman, Antoinette Tuff, uh, talked him out of it, basically, or tried to talk about it. I don't remember anything for you. But, um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but spoiler, spoiler alert! <laughs> I know, right? Maybe, maybe I'm saying it. But, uh, yeah, so that was that was an awesome experience as well. And are you, play, are you playing the gunman? Am I playing the what? Are you, playing, are you no. playing the guy with the gun? No, I'm a country cop named Jim Sterling. <laughs> and did, hang on a minute. Did, uh, did you say Tony Braxton is in it? Yes. We love Tony Braxton. How cool is that? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, it was, it's a really cool experience. And uh, they really treat you well there, too. It was a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to that coming out as well. Yeah. So so busy, then. So, you you, you, you know, you, how long have you been acting for? I, I don't know anything about you, Jesse. How old are you? Uh, well, you never ask an actor their age. Get- we'll, <laughs> well, your, your showbiz, your, your age is between 28 and 35. That's that's the age range <laughs> that you can play. There we play. go. There we go. Keep it at that. That you yeah. can play. Uh, yeah, I grew up in North Carolina. Yeah. I'm actually here right now visiting my mom. And uh, been in L.A. for 13 years now. Oh, man. So. Sucks your soul yeah. out of that place. Hey, mom must be proud. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love my mom. She's great, too. She's uh Wonderful, caring person. It's always nice to come visit with my family and just kind of get out and go to the country for a little bit. Does she do what, what, what my mum... I used to be on TV over here years ago, and my mum would, would... Every time I'd go around, she had all my stuff she taped off the telly on VHS, and she had all these little <laughs> cuttings from the newspapers, and she she had all... Of, she had, like, a scrapbook of stuff about me. Does your mum do that? You know what? My mum's really laid back. <laughs> She's like... <laughs> she don't she care. She get excitable... She's like just super. I mean, it's, it's a benefit too, though, because she's a very, very stoic, chill, very laid back woman. And um, yeah, so she she gets like uh, like I just booked something that I can't really say what it is yet, but I'm oh. about to start working on uh, next week. That um, the star I'm working with, she, she's obsessed with, so she's <laughs> excited about that kind of stuff. But um, and she was excited about The Walking Dead because she loves Walking Dead, you know, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, everybody loves The Walking Dead. I mean, that's just one of those programs that, that is, is, is just been a worldwide phenomenon. Do, do you? Because oh, yeah. Day Five, I think, I think, I think the stories in in Day Five, I think it's better story than The Walking Dead. It's certainly, I think, it's one of the most imaginative stories. If you fall asleep, you die, and you don't know whether it's right. a virus, you don't know whether it's um, aliens, you don't know whether it's a government thing. You don't know. The right. clues are kind of dropped in along the way. Um, does it is is there a frustration amongst the day five people that 
it will only be seen by, a, you know, by people who discover it. You know, it's not on, like, the BBC or, or, or NBC. You know, the, it, it will be a smaller right. audience than perhaps it deserves. Yeah, I mean, that's my hopes is that it does get a bigger platform. I mean, even just doing this interview, it's great for me because I want people to see the show. I'm really proud of it. And, you know, it's got some really great actors on yeah. that show. And it's fun to go in there and work with that and see these other people just kick butt, you know. I, I, did, I didn't you can, you can You can say, so, ironically, you can say ass. You can say kick ass. Oh, okay. Kick ass actors. Then. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I'm hoping that, you know, more people do see it because, you know, we're all really proud of it. And, uh, the second season, like I said, has just been insane. And every time I, I actually haven't seen the last th- uh, two episodes, I've seen the one that's airing tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't seen the last two. And every episode is just getting better and better and better and better. And just the story has just been unfolding so nicely. So, yeah, I'm hoping that we get um, more avenues out there. So. It does. Kath will tell you. Kath, I've been banging on about this it ever has. since I discovered it a fortnight ago. He has. I mean, he won't tell me anything about it because he wants me to watch it. Uh, but he, yeah, he's yeah. been saying it's amazing. He's really impressed by it. Oh, it's brilliant, man! And I think you're, oh, thanks, I think yes. you and I think you're just superb in it. And it's a lovely mixture of because they've not slept for five days. There's some wonderful yeah. kind of dream sequence is wrong because they're not asleep, but really psychedelic, surreal things. Yeah. It's it's it, it it's beautiful and horrific at the same time. Right, and there's a lot of humor too, which is what I oh, really yeah. loved about the scripts when I got them. It's so refreshing to be on a thrill ride, but then still take a minute to laugh here and there, which yeah. um, I just love. I think my, when I was telling my friend about it at the beginning, she's like, oh, it kind of sounds like Shaun of the Dead a little bit. It's got that kind of speed to it, you know, like this, you know, apocalypse, this horror stuff, but then there's time for a little bit of a joke here and there. Yeah. You know, Jake is full of those. Luckily, I get to, to present those out. Every time I get a script, I'm like, ah, oh, I'm laughing out loud half the time, so... What do you, what do you, what, what does your typical day involve, Jesse? I, I, I imagine being a, a Hollywood movie star and a TV star. That there are swimming pools, there are girls in bikinis, there are cigars. Is that? Have I, am I close? Only in the movies. Only in the movies. No, it's uh, it's you know what it is. A lot of it's a lot of traveling, a lot of going places, and uh, you know adapting. So I'm um, you know I've, I've just spent a lot of time in Pittsburgh recently. I'm going to Atlanta next week. Um, I'm just kind of always traveling. So it's a lot of it's a lot of work and then you know you try to squeeze in a vacation here and there i just went to Tulum, mexico which was unbelievable recently and you know yeah just try to work as much as you can you know well try and get in as much work try and get in some play because you know we are all going to be destroyed by a real nuclear apocalypse soon jesse i don't know if you're uh, right. aware of that you know the, the, the you, you guys are going to go apocalypse. it's actually going to happen <laughs> I know, I'm terrified. <laughs> uh, you're in a band as well. Uh, tell me about the band. Yeah, I'm in a band called Pretty Dead Ferrari. Um, it's with a fellow actor as well, Evan Gamble, and um, Cole Smith, who's a director. And we uh, we started, gosh, I don't know how long it's been, probably eight years ago. And uh, we just uh, recorded a new song, Bad Dream. We try to play when we can, but we're kind of more of a virtual band at this point because we're all busy working on other stuff. Yeah. So we uh, try to put out a song and, you know, do a show when we can. And uh, we're actually about to shoot a music video by the end of this year for the song we just released. So I was going to say, though, if you're, if you're all actors and you say a director and stuff, then cause by the very nature of the beast of that work, you know, one of you one of you'll be working for three months while the other two are off, and then they'll go off and be doing jobs. And, and it, that must be tricky yeah. to kind of all be in the same room holding instruments. You know what it is, but, like, we're so close, and um, we all just kind of knew that going into it, that that would be the case. So it's kind of like, not only is it a fun bonding thing for us to do, we love making music, it's a creative outlet for us all. 
But yeah, they, you know, we, we're always trying to shuffle it around so we can make it happen. So, you know, we just do what we can. Um, and I, well, listen, I'm going to play one of your songs in a bit because you sent it over and I really like it. But um, I'm going to, y- y- if people want to f- follow Jesse on Twitter, it's I am Jesse C. Boyd, J E W S E, letter C, B O Y D. And um, this is because here's the thing, Jesse, I, I kind of hate Twitter because Twitter is, is um, it, it's just full of dickheads, basically. You know, there's a lot of rude people on there. But, 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 here's the wonderful thing. I tweeted. I found this show called Day Five, and I rec- you know I think you should all go and watch it. And it's made by Rooster Teeth, and I saw the Rooster yeah. Teeth people retweeted it, so I got a little bit of a buzz, and I yeah. saw some more people, and then I saw you retweeted. I went, flipping it, that's that's the bloke, it's the it's him. And one of the joys of Twitter is I saw we had that communication. I said, hey, do you fancy coming on the radio? And you went, yeah, sure, all right. And I noticed that there's there's one guy who's um started watching the show this, this is always a tough thing right yeah. the guy started watching the show and he said if this show is crap then I can't, I'm, I'm gonna be really angry and he, he watched episode one he said oh i enjoyed it but i'm gonna i'm gonna give it until episode two he's now pretty much done the whole series and is, is i believe I, I believe he says that if, if there's a if there's if the series ends well he's gonna cook you a sunday roast and a proper english fry up as well yeah Yep, yep, yep. So we've been he, we've been in contact with him <laughs> the last few days. He's been tweeting me all these comments about it, and I'm like, keep watching, keep watching. And I'm getting breakfasts and then dinners, the virtual ones, of course. But uh, yeah, it's been it's been really fun because I was like, oh, they got somebody else found out about it from your from your posts, you well, know, on your show. So. Jesse, listen, it, uh, it's such a thrill to talk to you, man. Honestly, it's and this is one of the great joys of the 21st century. I can watch you on my computer or right. watch you on my TV, and then a week later we're talking on the radio. Um, I'm going to play the song. <laughs> Um, okay. listen, when the movie, when the, keep in touch, man, whenever you want to come on, you've got, a, you've got, a, you, you're very, very welcome. When the movie comes out with Tony Braxton, then, uh, then come on and chat about that. I would love to. Uh, the band is Pretty Dead Ferrari. The song is Bad Dream. Jesse, thank you so much, man. We'll speak again soon. Thanks so much. Take care, man. Take care. Bye-bye. Do you want to go and-
pray the Lord my soul to keep And if I promise to wake before the dream ends Will I get revenge? The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on air and off the leash on Talk Radio. I enjoyed that. I like that. It's a good program, Day 5. I thoroughly, thoroughly recommend it. Uh, What we're going to do tonight, dear listener, it's Friday. We're all feeling a little bit... Everyone's feeling a bit... Uh, I slept, I had about four hours sleep last night, I had to get up, take the kids to school, came back, and I I can't remember if I took a pill or not to get to sleep again. I think I must have done, because I was asleep until about three o'clock in the afternoon, having nightmares. Oh, God. Nightmares. Moved house, and, uh, oh, it was horrible. Anyway, so tonight, um, we're just going to take it easy. You will get to hear um, what happened last night when we went to see... uh, a little Q&A with Sparks. We went to see Sparks tonight playing a, a, in a record show. They were so good. I've never seen them live before. Oh, and you've great. been wanging on about yep. them for years. And they would... I can completely see what you're getting did, at. Did a lovely little half an hour set at Rough Trade East in... Um, Brick Lane. Brick Lane, which is Hipster County, as far as I'm concerned. So many pop-up shops. I think that's around the corner from the, the um, serial killers. Yeah. I think... And, um, oh, they were just wonderful. He's 68 years old, old uh, Russell, and the boy bounces around like a teenager, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. When he does that falsetto. Ay, 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 ay. Um, so tonight, I just thought we'd have take it nice and easy, nice and slow. I'm still feeling a little bit precious, a little bit fragile. So what we'll do tonight is Catherine and I will sit and chat, um, and we will take calls straight to air throughout the night. You can call in about anything you want, heavy. Uh, light, serious, depressing, uplifting, glorious, wonderful, hilarious, dumb, stupid. If you just want to phone up and say hello, you are more than welcome to do that. We will not be calling you back tonight. Don't swear. Don't be libelous. We have a seven-second delay. Um, but apart from that, you can call in about anything. 344 499 1000 is the phone number. 0344 499 1000 is the phone number. Line one, you're on the wireless. Hi, who's that? Well, who's that? Andre. Hello, Andre. This is Andre. Hi, who's that? This is Andre. Nah, I am. I'm Andre. Yeah. Is Conquer World with Catherine, please? No, I'm Andre. No, uh, uh, Andre S. Can I have a quick word with you? I've got to ask you a question. Which Andre do you want, Andre? 
Uh, Andre Andreas. Andreas. The the female version of Andre is Andreas. Okay. Yep. Far away, yeah. Andre. Uh, Andreas, I've got a bit of a question for you. Yeah. Go on. Go on. If now, if, if I said you had a beautiful body, would you hold it against me? No, I'd call a constable. Right, so no, you wouldn't hold it against me, so let's go, I'll see you in a minute. Now, but I've also got another question. Yeah. Andreas, uh, it's, uh, what's your vital statistics for the job? For your job you do? You know, you know what I was going to say then, didn't you? Yeah. What qualifications? I've got a master's in journalism. I've got a double. I've got joint honours in languages, and I got four A's at A level. Next question. Go to line two. Good evening, line two. Evening, in. Good evening, line two. It's Alan. Alan. Caddick. Okay. Yep. 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 I want to talk about something I was going to talk to you last night about, but Babcock intercepted it. Okay. Did you get a Hoover stuck on your penis? No, I didn't. Have you ever... I want to talk about rubbish bands with had endings to songs. Okay. Rubbish bands with en- rubbish bands with endings, endings to songs. songs. This is a broad no, topic. No, I meant good bands. I meant. Okay. I was thinking Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. Yeah. How does that end? Not soon enough. Nothing really matters to me. When you had the piano bit, I mean, anyway, the wind blows. When you get a gong at the end. You get a bonged at the end. <laughs> a gong. Thank you very much indeed. Line three, you're on the wireless. Hello, Ian. Hello. Ian, it's Andrew here. I'm just inquiring, sir, after the health of your ear. Um, here's the thing. My ear is clear. Shut up. My ear is clear. My ear is clear. So, My it- elbow is wellbow. So, did, are you devoting the rest of your life to Jesus now? Can't you tell? <laughs> I, I kind of... I'm hoisted by my own petard. Yes, I, I kind of have to. Here's the thing. If I don't devote my life, the rest of my life, to Jesus, will my ear and my elbow return? He's not like that, is he, Jesus? He's quite a good dude. Well, in that case... <laughs> up, up yours, the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes, it puts I think me. She was in... on the radio, Rich Love. I think she was wonderful. She well, she was on the radio the other day with us. Um, she was she was great, wasn't wasn't she? Um, that was a very peculiar occurrence. Do you know what I think happened? She frightened the germs out with the shouting. <laughs> there, was a lot of, there was a lot of shouting. It was a very strange experience. And I, I, it... did you feel a tingle or anything? Did you feel the devil leaving your body? No, no, no. And my ear felt a bit dicky that night, but it's fi- it's fine now, and the elbow is fine now. I, I mean, it, it 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 is a miracle. When did you stop taking the antibiotics? The antibiotics weren't for my elbow, though. Yeah, but the antibiotic stopped on Sunday. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny, isn't it, Andrew? Well, uh, I think you have. I think you know what you have to do here. I do. I have to cut off anybody who reminds me that I've got to devote the rest of my life to Jesus. He sounds like um, the guy with glasses in Gogglebox, doesn't he? He does. The one that says, "Oh, nutty." Yes. Hello, line three. Giles. Hello, line three. Okie dokie, let's go to line four. Hello, line four. Uh, just double checking, is it straight to air tonight? Uh, n- yes. Okay, thanks. Thanks very much for calling. And that's how it works. 
That's how it works, dear listener. You phone up and you come straight to me. And you can talk about anything. Um, light and shade, um, up and down, etsy ketsy, anything you fancy. Tomorrow is an exciting day for me and my two young boys. Because tomorrow evening we are going, I think it's to the Wickham Swan, to see the Spice Girls Tribute Act. Let me just... Let me just what are they called? I think they're called Wannabe, but I need to double check. I've got to check it's Wickham and not the Reading Hexagon. Hang on. Wickham Swan Spice Girls. Let's have a little look. Spice Girls Wannabe Wickham Swan. Um, this is... Although, it's got to be said, I remember... I don't remember the Spice Girls that well. Mel B was a black lady, wasn't she? <laughs> was she? Well, yeah, but, I mean, things change. Um, right? Well, she's now a white lady. Um, introducing Wannabe, the Spice Girls tribute concert featuring your favourite Spice Girl hits. The Wannabes recreate the era of girl power and give you a night out to remember. From the chart-stomping Spice Up Your Life through to the hip-shaking Who Do You Think They Are, they will take you on a Spice World journey that will make you zig-a-zig ah. <laughs> Wannabe have toured the world for ten years, performing to hundreds of thousands of Spice Girls fans. Swing it, shake it, move it, make it down however you can. Costumes, groups and families, all welcome for the biggest 90s party in town. Costumes, you say? Let me dust off my Union Jack mini dress. Come and join Ginger, Scary, White Scary, Posh, Sporty and Baby Spice on the smash hit touring sensation not to be missed. Now, here's the thing I learnt by reading the show blurb right la, 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 la. you know that song yeah i be live there's a bit in it where they go hey see ya hold tight and i thought they were just going hey see ya but they're not they're going hi see ya which is yes, 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 yes. in every language of the 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 world hi japanese see uh, italian spanish yeah the german auf dem deutsch hey see ya hold, hold tight, tight. We learned something. Um, and then they start going through all the, the dances, don't they? Flamenco. Yeah, they go around the world. £26.50, that cost. There's a... Hang on a minute. There's a video here. I wonder what this... Is this video... This is the, this is the teaser. Let's... Is that the Spice Girls wannabe? I mean, that's... Is that Spice Girls wannabe? They're good. I mean, that sounds a lot like the Spice Girls to me. Well, no, but I don't think it is. I don't think that is the Spice again. Girls. Let's have a go again. I think that's... No, I don't think that is. Well, there's only one way to find out. You're going to have to go and see them. Fight! Uh, yeah, going to have to go and see them. I'm just looking up, while you're doing that, I was looking up to see whether the band I could have been in, the tribute band, is still going. And yep. I think they might be. Nice and spicy. Nice and spicy knickknacks. Um, I mean, the wigs need a little work. I do I, I do love the Spice Girls. I, I, I do love the Spice Girls. And do you know what? I've got a soft spot for um, uh, 
tribute bands. I like. I remember watching uh, a Queen tribute band at university, and I was on a very powerful narcotic, and it was it was a spiritual evening. It's a very mm. spiritual evening. I saw an excellent Prince tribute in Las Vegas. And you know they sometimes do like lobby shows, yeah. free. Yeah, oh yeah. He was amazing, yeah. amazing. I also got taken to see Fleetwood back. Yeah, they're good as well. Apparently, absolutely fantastic. Um, there's controversy over. Lots of celebrities have dressed up as as bigger celebrities for, I don't know, charity or what it is. And there is controversy about Krishnan Guru Murthy. Mm-hmm. Krishnan Guru Murthy, whoa, 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 whoa. Dressing up as um, Prince. Why? Because Krishnan Guru Murthy is, I believe, from an from Indian descent. Mm-hmm. And Prince is He's from... Not. Um, African American yeah. descent, and so some people in the press, the right wing press, have tried to make a story out of that. They're stirring, are they? They are stirring. Well, they've not had to black him up, have they? Where is? I saw it in. Um, maybe it was in. Prince is very light skinned. I mean, oof. well, why didn't they get a black man? Why didn't they get um, Idris Elba? to do it um here we go L- little richard little john um oh oh yeah him there mm, mm, mm. we go here we go let's read let's uh, have a break then we'll come back where we'll read little john's um <laughs> little john's column the late night alternative with ian lee on talk radio we'll get you talking so this is the thing Cultural appropriation is the latest hate crime dreamed up by the diversity Nazis. While they actively promote men dressing up as women and vice versa, they deplore anyone dressing up as a member of another race. Okay, so I see what he's doing here. He's being, he's being, uh, he's being a dick. Remember the fuss over students wearing sombreros, which was taken as a racist slur against uh, Mexicans? I don't remember that, do you? I do remember. I do remember it, but I didn't really give it any credence. I think there was banned at university, I don't know. Barely a week passes without another ridiculous complaint. Jan Ravens from Spitting Image and the BBC's Dead Ringers was recently accused of racism for doing an impersonation of Diane Abbott on the wireless. Was she? Well, police are investigating four men who blacked up as members of the Jamaican bobsleigh team from the film Cool Runnings for a carnival parade in West Wales. Um... Uh, the problem is, the law defines hate as anything perceived as hate by anyone, a gift to left-wing troublemakers. On that basis, maybe I should call in the police to investigate Krishnan Guru Murthy, the smug lefty Channel 4 newsreader. Gosh. Uh, and there we have the nub of the problem. <laughs> Guru Murthy. Oh, he dressed up as Jimi Hendrix, so I'm racist because it was another black man. Mm-hmm. Guru Murthy dressed up as Jimi Hendrix for a cancer fundraiser. If it's a crime for a white student to wear a sombrero, surely the same applies to a British celebrity of Indian extraction doing an impression of a black guitarist. Claiming it's for charity is no defence. He's uh, he's an idiot, Richard Littlejohn. Why are people like Richard Littlejohn? Why are these dinosaurs still allowed to to roam the earth? We don't need these... uh, We don't need these dickheads... Him and who's the uh, Mackenzie and all the, we don't need these old dinosaurs to spreading their bile and their hate. I mean, just awful, awful people. We'll take one of these, or I think I know where this is going to go. Yes, line one. 
Well, let him do it once. This is the guy that rings someone else and yeah. rings us, and we let him do it once. <sighs> Not work this time, has it? Okay, well, that was your one chance. We won't be answering those calls anymore. Good evening, line two. Okie dokie, thank you very much indeed. That was the real Spice Girls. Let's go to line three. Three, you're on the wireless. Oh, hello there. Hello, line three. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Yeah, yeah um, the two or three nights ago, uh, one of your interesting introductory songs, what was it called? It, I mean, it sounded like, to me like sort of Stars on 45 or something like that, if you know what that is. I do. Uh, Stars on 45, we've got to keep those songs alive. Remember Twist and Shout. Um, yeah, not I, that busy, but it was a different, it sounded like it was different, because I've, I've got that original one. It wasn't, it certainly um, wasn't Stars on 45. I'm going to need a little bit more of a clue. Uh, a little bit more of a clue. Well, it, it was a medley of songs, that's all I know. And I was, I was wondering what it was, uh, as such. I don't think I'd play a medley of songs. Well, there's no point in talking then. Bye. Sorry? Oh, gosh. What were you going to say, Catherine? Sorry. I think I know what he was talking about, what but was, oh. I'm not going to tell him now. He's gone. Well, t- tell me, what was it? It wasn't a medley of songs, it? was, was the it? Beatles um, thing that you played when Jeff Lloyd was in. Oh, I did, in that case, yes, I did play a medley of songs. He said a couple of nights ago. That was last week, wasn't it? It was Jeff last week. Mm. Jeff wasn't this Monday, was he? No. It was last week. I don't remember. Well, th- th- but thanks for the call. <laughs> Some people are so rude. Line four, you're on the wireless. Oh, good evening, Ian. Um, I've just got a... How was the... You enjoyed the Sparks? I did enjoy the Sparks, and every time I see the Sparks, I think of you. Well, I've got a story to tell you, actually. Oh. Last year, before he passed away, I had an email conversation with Charlie Tuna. Now, Charlie... The Tuna, fish? You know who Charlie Tuna was? Was, was he the... Was he, the was he blo- dolphin friendly? Was he... Charlie Tuna was the disc jockey in Los Angeles oh. who introduced... Sparks yes. in Roller Coaster. You're obs- d- d- dude, listen, you're obsessed with it, that movie Roller Coaster. Well, listen, this is an interesting story. I bet listen, it's not. I had this email conversation with him, you yes. know, and we were, talk- we were talking about it yeah. and mentioned the fact that, you know, we'd, spoke- we'd spoken uh, on the radio on yes. your show yep. to Sparks. Yep. And he was telling me about the background, you know, to the film. Yep. And how the number of times they had to refilm it. It wasn't a one take. No. Because well, every time they filmed it, the noise of the roller coaster would, would drown out sparks. Right. While they, while they were filming it, you see. Yes. So, because they had to do it many, many times. Right. And I thought you would be interested in that bit of... Uh, I have trivia. noticed, Philip... The last yes. two calls and this call, making a total of three calls. Yes. Your patience starting to wear very, very thin well, with me. Well, your patience. No, your, your patience. Patient. Your patience wearing very, very thin with me. And I like the new Philip. I like the slightly, slightly angrier Philip. I like it. Oh, right. Well, I'll tell you what, before I go, before you cut me off. Yeah. Um, Let's go to line five. Five, you're on the wireless. A bit louder, please, line five. Sounds like an advert for London. London. For Manchester. 
Queens are back in Manchester. Yeah. John Hall is secretary of the London Boroughs Association and agrees that things are happening north of Watford. But there's little for the capital to worry about. I would agree with you that there are some very good signs for Mancunians, that there's a great deal of confidence in Manchester. The examples you've given of the trams, I could say, well, various London boroughs are hoping to see a system here shortly. Brighton is very much to the fore on that. It's fascinating. I would make the point it isn't They're just Manchester got a, that changed. He said they've got a bid in for the 2000 Olympics. About Birmingham, so say, to get a bid in, uh, it's got to be ten years. Hall. More than 10 years, it's about 1990 I'm dating this. Manchester's case about the, the size of London, in Birmingham's case the whole conurbation may be a third of the size of London uh, and they're never going to rival London as the capital city or indeed London as a world city. While the folk of Manchester gear themselves up to what is likely to be a busy couple of years, Londoners are confident that once all the hoo-ha dies down, London will still reign supreme. This all recent stuff with the Olympic win and that might, you know, bring some sort of uh, famousness to Manchester. But I enjoyed that. I couldn't quite. There was, I would say, about 1990, um, a news piece about Manchester bigging itself up and why the hell not? It's a wonderful, wonderful city. Well, I, love I don't Manchester. know. I don't. I don't know when they got the trams, but I think that before 1990. No, they had a bid in for the 2000 Olympics. You've got when did? Well, hang on. Ah. What was... what Was was it the Olympics that was announced the day before seven, the 7-7 seven, seven bombs? Mm. Did we did they win the Olympic bid? So that was 2007. It was London that won the Olympic bid. Right? No, I'm talking about 2012. Oh. The 7-7 seven, seven bombs went off, didn't they? The day after the Olympic bid. You haven't got a clue what I'm talking about, no, have I you? Have, I have. Okay, well, what, what, was that the Olympics that were announced? Don't know what part of this you're not understanding. The day before the 7-7 seven, seven bombs went off, they, something was announced. What was it? That we, yeah, that we'd won the Olympic bid, oh, right? Are you with us tonight, or are you... I'm really, um... Do you want to go and sit outside? No, I'm Go okay. and sit outside. No, I'm all right. Okay, well, you don't look well. I'm okay. Go and sit outside. I'm going to go and get a drink of water. Go and, go and, go and, go and, have, a, go and have a little lie down. I'm okay. Well, no, you, well, go and have a lie down. Go and have a lie... No, you're sucking the... Vibe out of the studio is what I'm trying to say. So go and have a light. It's not an offer. I'm just, just, just say it. Go and have a light down. Um, was it so? So that was five years before the um, Olympics. Um, I would say 1994-95 is what I'm going to say. Then is what I'm going to uh, deduce from that, dear listener. Uh, the person who's calling in and is doing the thing with the phones it's a great trick and it worked the other day but i'm, I'm not interested tonight so i can see you calling in um, uh, thank you very much we appreciate it but we we won't be doing it tonight but thank you everyone else you're welcome to call in there's no agenda tonight i'm just going to sit here and go through the newspapers you're welcome to call in any time you want about absolutely anything um i'll tell you what um, I'll give you the telephone number when we come back. So I, I can see a few people phoning in now. Put your phones down. You're not going to get answered for five, six minutes at the earliest. So put your phones down. And, um, when we come back from the news, we will... T I've just said, I've just said put your phones down, caller. But, well, I didn't. Well, you, I'm going to have to cut you off then. Go ahead. I, I will. <laughs> don't, don't tempt me like that. 
Um, so don't call in. For the next five or six minutes, I will tell you when to call in, and we will have a little bit of fun on this Friday night. Dear listener, you are listening to The Late Night Alternative. My name is Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Talk Radio. So here's the phone number, guys. Write it down. 0344 It's called Straight to Air All Evening. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
was on 45. We gotta keep them songs alive. Remember Twist and Shout? I don't remember how the rest of the song goes. But that wasn't Stars on 45, by the way. Uh, but Stars on 45 were these horrible, horrible, cheap, crap um, cash-ins where they would re-record Beatles songs and, and songs from the 60s and um, would make them into like a medley. And you got singles of it. I think they... Well, the Stars on 45 it would have been singles. I thought they did an album as well. I thought they did an album of it as well. Awful, awful. Just the worst kind of um, horrible cashing in on music. Stay tuned, dear listener. At the end of the show, you'll hear um, what happened when Kath and I went to a Sparks Q&A uh, yesterday. Hello, line one. OK, well, that's that's your second chance. We won't be playing that game again this evening. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, I thought I'd give them a try, but they didn't. Let's go to line two. Good evening, line two. Good evening. Good evening. Um, this is Mindle. Hello, Mindle. <laughs> Hello. Um, I bumped into somebody today Uh-oh. that I haven't seen since I was at junior school with them. Yes. And they left in the third form. So I don't know what that's like. Seven years old. Yes. And they said to me, um, they re- came up to me, and they said to me, I remember you from school because yeah. you did a dance in front of assembly oh. in a turquoise cat suit, yes. and I could see your knickers, they were blue and white stripes. Sweet Lord, you were, you were accosted by a pervert. So my question to you is, if you were to bump into somebody from your junior school, is there something that you would be remembered for? Well, we never. But here's the thing: we never know what people remember us for. Because what what I might consider to be my significant, pivotal moments at junior school, but uh, would would um, might mean she's gone. Mindle's gone. Might be something completely different to somebody else. I remember um, my mate Kevin Trotman left school when we were about eight, I think, Kevin Trotman. And I'd remember, if I saw Kevin Trotman, I'd remember Kevin Trotman. And also I remember, like, for one year in primary school, so at the age of five, I was in the same class as a kid called Adrian Patrick. Now, Adrian Patrick, I think, went on to be a very famous um athlete and uh, 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 i remember saying goodbye to him because we were playing uh, uh me and someone else and he, adrian patrick and his older brother were playing sort of basketball or something in the school playground and that was the last time i ever saw him and then he became a world famous athlete imagine in fact i think i raced against him once when i was about 15 16 and i was a sprinter and I said to him, and I remember this, this, you know, parting shot. And I said to him, oh, you used to go to Claycott's. He went, did I? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, oh, yeah, I was there for like a term. I said, yeah, I remember, I remember you. We were mates. He said, did they? Didn't have a clue. Who I was. Didn't have a clue who I was, guys. And that's the way it's meant to be. I don't like all of this um, kind of Facebook and, and thing. I don't like the fact that everybody is now instantly contactable. Everybody that you have ever known in your life, you can find them within about 30 seconds by going online and typing their name in. That's awful. 
ex-girlfriends, ex-boyfriends, kids you're in school with, teachers, all kinds of things. Imagine. 0344 499 1000. It's Friday night. We're going to kind of, you know, everyone's feeling a little bit under the weather one way or another. So we're going to take calls straight to air and just have a bit of a chilled evening if you fancy that. You won't be getting this anywhere else on the... uh, on the radio dial. Now, there's conflicting, um, there's conflicting stories about George Michael today. Where is it? Let me write, let me, I've got these, uh, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Right, here we go. So here's one from the Star, the Daily Star. George Michael fans were rejoicing last night after the release of his new single Fantasy a new remix by a new remix by Niall Rogers using a B-side from Michael's Freedom 90 single has been branded a masterpiece that's in the start oh, hang on, where, I've written all these down wrong there we go page 6 no it's the wrong one hang on I've written George down twice, and of course there's lots of there's lots of uh, stories about another George. So here's the mirror. George Michael fans were not happy after new material released yesterday turned out to be an old track remixed. Fantasy was first released in 1990 on UK single Waiting for That Day and in the US on Freedom 90. We go back to the Daily Star. Um, reaction to the mix has, lo- has been largely positive, with people calling it uplifting and simply beautiful. We go back to the Daily Mirror. One fan blasted, New track is actually one of his old tracks and sounds worse than the original. Another raged, Remixing an old song and not a good one either, it's rubbish. Um, so, I <laughs> don't... It just goes to show, guys, you don't know who to believe. Which side do you go for? The people who said it's rubbish or the people who say it's brilliant? Um, I'm probably going to err on the side of it's rubbish. I haven't heard it. Never a big fan of George Michael. He did one good song. What was the one good song he did? Um, what was the way he did one good song? And he released it as a single and it was a flop. And I thought, oh, that's a good song, that. Anyway, if you know if you know the song I'm thinking of, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. According to George's manager David Austin, the singer revisited the track last year. Austin told Radio 2's Chris Evans, George phoned up Niall Rogers, his good pal, in early 2016 because the two of them have always spoken the same musical language, and Niall has reworked the record. The remix, which features new guitar and vocal hooks, came after George's sisters, Melanie and Yoda. 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 Revealed they plan to continue their, their brother's legacy through his extraordinarily beautiful music. Now, I think enough time has passed. He died on Christmas Day. I never liked George Michael. I thought he was rubbish. I did think he was rubbish. I like Wham. Wham was all right. I just I thought he's a little bit. I don't know. Um, Fantasy will feature on a deluxe version of Listen Without Prejudice, Volume One, coupled with MTV Unplugged. OK. 
Can you believe it, dear listener? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. The gentleman who's who's calling other people on our behalf. I can see you're calling in. I appreciate the hard work that you do for us, but we will not be requiring your services the evening this evening. And I can see it's you because of the system we use here. So I sh- I shall not be answering your calls. So my my suggestion is relax, put the phone down, enjoy the show. Um, otherwise you might get bored and frustrated. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Call straight to air all evening. This is. Talk Radio. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. That's your Don Williams dead, guys. That's your Don Williams dead. Kids all over the country will be. I do hope that um, this morning have a hotline for the, the teenage fans of Don Williams who will be in pieces. Don Williams has died, guys. These things. Uh, these things happen. Everybody's going to die. Everybody's going to die. That's going to happen. Um, 0344 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call this evening. Calls straight to air, dear listener. All night. That, um... Anyone else find it weird that there are so many pictures of Prince George everywhere? Anybody finding that peculiar? Anybody finding that peculiar? There's pictures of of Prince George everywhere. Everywhere. I find it a little bit weird, if I'm honest. Do you find it a bit weird, Line 4? kind. Just get off this programme. If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't have to worry about people who have ten kids. How could anybody with ten kids come on here and talk to me about discipline? Right, have you finished? Yep. You're bothered and beach well now. Shut up, you ignorant pig, and listen to me for a change. I haven't been on for a long time. I have noticed. We're fed up with listening to your boring tales. And your flipping phone cut off again, haven't you? No. Sounds like Adrian Just. Is it Adrian? Wrong. Wrong. Look here to me. Hmm. If you bloody men did your job right, there wouldn't be any need for women to struggle with controlling their kids. It's you lot that act like kids. It's having like having a double kid in the house with having you bloody lot in, your so-called males. Just you because you can't get a man to live with oh, you. Oh, it's James Whale. Oh, it's James Whale. Right, OK. Uh, hey, uh, I'd like to speak to Ian, please. Yes, you're speaking to him. Yes. Um, I'm a physiotherapist from Rygate in Surrey. Now, it's about your elbow. Yes. Um, c- can you lift it up in the air? Does it hurt when you lift it up in the air? It's it was cured by a Christian healer. Yeah, but but you know if you have you ever had this before? Have you had this before? This problem. <laughs> this is actually quite a good voice for you. Uh, it, it's have it, you, hello. Have, have you had it before? This this problem with your elbow. Um, yes, I have. Yes. Well, you've got it again. But what I was going to say was... Keep it up. Um, does it hurt when you lift it up in the air? Line five, you're on the wireless. When I die, would you would you come and do the eulogy? Is that the is that mean have a wee on your grave? Because, yes, I'd no, love no, to. No, 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 no. D- d- deliver the speech, you know, at the... Uh, at oh, the God, no. No, 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 no. I would I'd hate to meet your family. I'd like you to come and sort of, you know, say no. a few nice things about me. No, 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 I couldn't, couldn't do it. I detest you as a human being. I, I, I loathe you. What about over Skype? 
Um, how, you don't have to meet them. Is there a fee? Could... I, I'm prepared to negotiate. Uh, my fee, my fee for yeah. eulogies is two thousand pounds. Right, okay. and I want first well, dibs. Good... At, I want first dibs at the buffet as well. Mm, what was he doing it over? You know, if you're doing a recorded one, so you don't have to meet the family. Can I can I wave the buffet? You can wave at the buffet, but that costs four thousand pounds. Uh, yeah, I know. Let's go to line six. Six, you're on the wireless. Oh, hi, Ian. Hello. Uh, good evening. Uh, hello, good evening. It's Angela. Good evening, Angela. Angela. At, last, a sen- at last, a sensible caller. <laughs> oh, so, um, when you were talking about schools, um, uh, you're quite lucky to remember your school days. Um, Sorry? At, uh, I, I can't remember school at all. I had a head injury when I was very young. Um, hey. eight. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Hang um, on a minute. I don't know if it's lucky to be able to remember school because most of the time, it was miserable or I was mean. So they're they're not particularly great memories. Would have been nice to remember, but I've got all school photos and that. But um, my school found out and they invited me to have a look round, but oh. it still didn't trick anything. Off. Didn't click. So you don't. When? Well, hang on. When was? When did you get a head injury? Um, yeah, me early twenty four. Twenty four. 24? At work, yeah. So do you not remember anything before 24? No. Wowzers. Mm. And I still struggle. Yeah. I still struggle to, like, catch up the, um... Because I've got, found a good friend of mine. Yeah. And I've got photos, because I remember the faces, but I can't actually remember actually going to the school. And I was in the local paper, and my school rang me up, so I to go, go round. What, how, so what was your head injury, Angela? Oh, you know, it's a long story. I was, um, I was uh, working in the shop and uh, people messed around and this box fell over mm. and my supervisor was doing her nut because she kept running over. Mm. Uh, that's all I remember seeing her run over to me and I was in hospital for a bit. So a box fell on your head? Yeah, someone pushed it, because I, I was working on something, yes. and then, um... I'm assuming you got a massive compensation payout. I did, in those days, because it wasn't around, was it? What? Compensation was around? Was it? I didn't know. Oh, uh, no, uh, you'd have got thousands for that! Mm. Then I started to have, um, epilepsy then, as well. <clears throat> Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it, it's uh, you're you're I, doing sterling work now, Angela. I am. I've come a long way. A yeah. lot of people said I have. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, the the fact that you are um, able to phone uh, this show and make lucid points shows that you are a, a contributing and valuable member of society, which is more than most of the idiots listening to this show. Mm. I know. I've been listening all week. Yeah, <laughs> weirdos, weirdos, and lunatics have started calling us. We need. What can we do, Angela? To raise the caliber of callers, uh, they need to be a bit more intelligent. Yeah. Well, how do we how do we do that? How do we get more intelligent callers? Watch, watch the news a bit more and, and listen to this because when you ask a question about what's in the news, they don't answer you. Hang on. What? They don't answer you. So you're saying I should hold because... audition auditions no. for callers? No, but sometimes you've asked them what happened to the news, and you've asked them a few times, and they don't answer. And if you. they don't know, I should cut them off. 
Yeah. All right, Angela, what's yeah. happened in the news? A little baby died in, when he, his um, inflator stopped in in America, which was sad. Yeah, look at that. Well, that's, that's, mm. uh, that's brought her down to the... Yeah, but you had a few good ones the day. I thought they were good. Well, Angela, Mm. thank you so much. And I'm sorry you don't remember your childhood. No, don't worry. Okay, (laughs) thanks a lot. Imagine that, not being able to remember your childhood. Imagine. Imagine that. I mean... Most of school was pretty lousy. This is the, the the best days of your life. You've got to be kidding, haven't you? School, the best days of your life. I don't think so. Anyway, there's loads of pictures of Prince George arriving at school. The Daily Mail's got a boner for this story. It really has. All over the shot. Hang on. Uh, line one, you're on the wireless. Hi, and it's Nelson from the hey, Norfolk. Hey, Nelson, man. How you doing? Get his number. Who is this? Who is this? Who is this? Put the phone down. Did we get his number? No. Flipping heck. Right, I've got to keep him on for a minute next time so he can trace his number. I'm going to find you, Nelson. I'm going to find you and I'm going to smack your teeth in. That's what I'm going to do, Nelson. I'm going to teach you and give you a bunch of fives. Don't keep doing it. Every time. Can someone remind me? Can we get, um... You know, like in petrol stations, they have badly photocopied images of the back of people's head, and it says uh, thief, but they've spelt it T-H-E-I-F, and uh, behind the counter. Can we just get that in my line of vision? Where's my line of vision? Um, on the screen. Can we get that so that the next time... Nelson calls in, I'm reminded, and we I keep him on the line for a minute, and we can trace the call. Line one, you're on the wireless. Jeez, turn, your, turn your radio off, Gramps. I'm just learning to do it, don't worry. Okie dokie. Anyway. Ian. Hello. All the photographs of this young prince. Yes. Goes well, £90,000, £70,000 a session at school. Ooh, what a programme. But no, they're turning it into uh, just like a, a soap opera. The whole thing is Harry with his girlfriend as well. They won't leave him alone. Well, hang on, the, but on hang it. on a minute. That's nothing new. The royal family has always been a soap opera. Look at uh, yeah, Randy Andy. Making too much of him. Well, he's the making future king of England. So what? So what? He might not be by the time I'm alive. I'm dead. Well, he won't be. Won't I do think it's weird. I mean, how is he five? How did you old? Is he... How old is he? Five? If he's starting at school, he's got to be five. Yes. So, I do think it's weird that there are all of these pictures of him, and he's posing for pictures, and then some of the pictures, he's meeting his teacher, and she does a curtsy! She curtsies it! They've got it completely to cock! Well, no, they said that uh, at this particular school, all the children... Shake hands with the teacher. She curtsies! Sorry? She curtsies. Well, perhaps the knickers went kept, were falling down. I don't know. D- yeah, well, I don't think her knickers were falling down, uh, uh, Dennis. Um, so she, uh, she... She's curtsying. I do think that's a bit odd. That kid's going to be a right little SH1T. He's going to have no <laughs> respect. 
Like his great grandfather. grandfather. If, if any teacher. If any teacher tells him off, he'll just have them um, executed under mysterious circumstances in a car crash. He's taking after his grandfather. Exactly! 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 Thank you, Dennis. It's the weirdest thing, man. This kid, I mean, the Daily Mail is just like, oh, yeah, his royal shyness's first day at school. I'll get stuff, Daily Mail. Get your tongue out of the child's backside, because that's what you're doing. No mummy and a bruise. No wonder George looked wobbly. Oh, jog on, you... Just jog on, you absolute idiots. Absolute idiot. Listen, listen to this rubbish. He set off from home with a big grim grin and a skip in his step. But by the time Prince George arrived at school for his first day yesterday, the nerves seemed to have kicked in. Maybe that was because he was met by a barrage of paparazzi outside his front door. And he was followed every step of the way. That's not normal behaviour. Let him... Listen, I couldn't care. Just let him get on with the first day at school. It's stressful enough for kids and for parents. Anyway, just let him get on with it. As Prince William dropped him off at a £20,000 a year Thomas's school in Battersea, the four-year-old clutched his father's hand and glanced about him anxiously. George looked smart in his perfectly pressed uniform and polished black loafers with his blonde hair neatly combed to the side. But boys will be boys! Even princes! And there was no hiding the start of a shiner and two small cuts under his right eye. <gasps> Someone called social services. The Duchess of Cambridge, 35, who it was announced this week is pregnant again, was forced to miss his big day due to acute morning sickness. An aide said she was desperately disappointed. Instead, William, 35 took his son alone with a small security detail. <laughs> Let's just read that again. Instead, William, 35, took his son alone with a small security detail. So, not alone. Kensington Palace last night released the photo of the pair leaving home. William drove George in the family Range Rover and despite the risk of traffic... The three-and-a-half-mile journey through London took just 19 minutes. They arrived at the school discreetly through a side entrance, holding his son's backpack, which had his name on it. William gave his son some words of encouragement as they walked to meet lower school headmistress Helen Haslam. George bit his lip and rubbed his face nervously. But when William encouraged him to shake hands with the teacher, he did so perfectly. Perfectly. Line 5, you're on the wireless. Hello, Ian. Hello, Line 5. Hi. Uh, I, I came across an article today about mysterious black smoke signals oh, that yeah. were seen over Windsor. Oh, go on. Yeah, and uh, being an expert in uh, the paranormal, mm-hmm. I've actually managed to decode the message. Oh, this sounds good. Go on. 
Yeah, it's actually a message from the royal family to interdimensional beings. Okay. And the message is, I quote, Middleton is pregnant again. Thank you very much for that. It's appreciated. Don't know where we'd be without that keen insight. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Let's try line three. Three, you're on the wireless. May. Oh, for goodness sakes. Let's let's read more of the Daily Mail um, embarrassing itself, shall we? William, like other parents, stayed for around 40 minutes as his son settled in his classroom. Jeez. Why are they, gi- why are they giving us all this information? <laughs> really? Who cares? Oh, yeah, Daily Mail readers. Later, he admitted to guests at a Kensington Palace reception that he and Kate had been a little bit worried about their son, but added, stressful day doing a school run. Yeah, yeah. You, you you try doing a school run when you've had four hours sleep, or you try doing a school run when you've got to do it bang on time because then you've got to nick off to work, and if you're late, you're going to get a rollicking from the boss. You try doing that, fella, without a security detail. Line six, you're on the wireless. Hello, caller. Nope, they bottled it. That's fair enough. But it was really nice, actually. It went well. There was one other parent who had more of an issue with their children, so I was quite pleased I wasn't the one. William was due to pick up his son at lunchtime, as younger pupils only come in for half days to start with. George's low-key first day at school was very different from his father's, as only a few media sources were allowed to record it while William and Harry had faced hundreds of photographers when dropped off at school by Lady Di. Then Thomas, who was headmaster of Thomas's Battersea for 18 years and is now principal of Thomas's London Day School, said George would be treated like any other pupil, you reckon? And he's already got a friendly face to help him settle in, as his cousin Maud for daughter of Prince Michael of Kent's son, Lord Freddy Windsor, started at Yes, line one. All right, Ian, this is Jake from Sussex. Hello, Jake from Sussex. Hello, how are you doing? I'm all right, mate. What you got? Yeah, not bad. Um, I've been in the local this evening. Uh, we've been drinking uh, um, very large steins of beer. Wowzers. All dressed up in Oktoberfest garb. Um, it's, uh, hang on, it's only September. Yeah, but actually, Oktoberfest starts next weekend in Munich. Well, hang on, okay, well then, it's still the, hang on, why isn't Oktoberfest in October? Yeah, that's, um, that's a little trick they play on everyone, basically, uh, it actually starts in the second week of September, I think. Oh, flipping it. Well, why, why, well, why are you, hang on, there's so many questions here. Why are you doing it a week (laughs) before they do it? Um, just because we, we had all the equipment, so, you know, why not? <laughs> the, the equipment, by equipment, you mean lederhosen? Yeah, lederhosen, you know, stein glasses. Good for you. Lots of beer. Um, well, that sounds like an absolutely spiffing night out. 
Ja. 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 Uh, as the Germans say, yeah. yeah. As the Germans say, yeah. Does the Germans say any anything else? Uh, not very much, no. No, no. They don't even say nine. Uh, nine, nine, no, no, nine, 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 nine. That is not good. Ah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you have phoned up to te- to tell me that you are wearing lady hosen and that you have been <laughs> drinking beer. Oh, yeah, 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 Ian, yeah, I've had a very good time, yes. and uh, I love listening to your radio show. Where, where is, um, oh, what is the name, um, the, the, uh, uh, the Muta, as you say, uh, your wife? Where is your yes, wife? Man. Where is your wife? Where is my wife? Uh, my wife, uh... No, 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 not your wife, not Inspector Cluzo, your wife! <laughs> where is your wife? Wake her up and make love to her. Go make love to your wife. Yeah, okay then. Okay, thank you very much. Go and make love to your wife and film it and put it on Instagram. I will. Thank you very much, Ian. Thank you. What a delightful fruitcake. Uh, One of the best places I've ever been to in the world, and this was when I wasn't drinking, was in... uh, It was Tokyo, I think. And we were just wandering about late one night, and we saw this, this, these, there was these doors. And there was something about these doors, and I said to my wife, who I was with at the time, I said, um, "Should we go in here? I'm just getting a vibe from it." And we said, "Yeah, sure, we went in." And we went in. Maybe it was Osaka. We went in. And it was this huge German beer hall in Japan. And it was Japanese girls dressed up as the German waitresses. And everyone was 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 absolutely steaming drunk. And I and I wasn't drinking, but I remember walking in. And getting the vibe, and it was really noisy, and there was a vibe, and I think there may have been like an umpa band playing. And I remember getting in, and I think I climbed up on a table and started clapping, going, yeah, this is it, come on, guys! And I started, we started like a clap across the room. Oh, it was wonderful. The, be- the best time, it, 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 you know, every now and then, um, I, I, I could really murder a beer. And when I say murder a beer, I mean get absolutely paralytic. And when I say every now and then, I mean, you know, at least three times an hour these days. But um, sometimes it's wonderful to be in a, in a room with completely drunk people who are, uh, you know, there was like 200 people there. I think there was a conga. I've got a feeling I was at the, the front of a conga as well. That's how you do these things. That's how you do these things. That's the best way. Um, that's the best way to be, guys. Oh, let's take a break. Take a trip into the alternate reality of late night radio. I think I'm in something like the Matrix, and so are you. The late night alternative. Hello, hello. With Ian Lee. Is there anybody out there? On talk radio. Hello. Uh, we're taking calls. Straight to air this evening, 0344 499 1000. Good evening, line six. 
Evening. I think of no that song that you were thinking of before, the yeah. George Michael Penn song. Oh yeah. Did they go um You got soul, got soul, got soul, got soul, got soul, got soul, got soul. I said get 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 on down, said get 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 on down. I said get 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 on down, said get 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 on down. Hey everybody take a look at me, I've got street credibility. I may not have a job, but have a good time with the boys that I meet down on the line. Say I don't need you wait on the proof of ask to Hey, hey, jerk, you work. This boy's got better things to do. Ain't never gonna work. Get down in the dirt. I choose to cruise. I'm gonna live my life sharp as a knife. I found a groove and I just can't lose. Hey, one man from top store. Cool cat man, gonna let you know. I'm a soul boy. I'm a doll boy. Take money in hand, I believe in joy. Wham, bam, I am a man. Got no job. You can tell me that I'm not. You enjoy what you do. If not, just stop. Don't stand there and what? Was it that? Uh, no, it wasn't. All right, cheers, bye. Thanks very much indeed. Hey. 0344 499 1000 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. You're more than welcome to. Surgeons save a workman's penis after it was severed by a circular saw. What the heck were you doing with your dick out near the circular saw? Why the hell did you have your dick out? What what was that about, guys? A relative said the quick actions of another man saved his life. Now, the only quick actions you could think of are to turn the saw off, pick up the severed penis, and push it back in place. That's 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 got to be the quick actions. That's got to be the quick actions. The victim was rushed to Southmead Hospital in Bristol, where he had eight hours of surgery. Last night, the man, believed to be from Gloucester, was said to be extremely poorly. Poorly is when someone's got a bit of a cold, uh, or poorly is when someone has, has, has pulled a muscle in their leg. Not when someone has cut their penis off with a circular saw. That is not poorly. That is effed up. The man, believed to be from Gloucester, was said to be extremely effed up. That would make more sense, guys. Extremely poorly. <laughs> This is, this is a horrible story. It's, it's, this is genu- Before we go into this story, this is a genuine story of, of um, an abusive parent, right? And it's, it, it ba- beat his kid up and stuff like that. He's gone to prison, right? But So he beat his kid up. He's, he's got a, um, oh, a 12-month suspended sentence. Well, oh, God. Oh, that's all right, then. Oh, this is horrible. Um, I'm, I'm going to read it, but I'm not reading this because I'm saying, oh, this is funny. It's, it's a horrible, horrible story, right? Eight-year-old kid. He put a spider in the kid's mouth to teach him a lesson. Flipping it. Put the sp- a cruel dad put a live spider into his son's mouth to teach him a lesson. Um... What lesson would that be? That dad's a knob? He also made the eight-year-old watch horror movie The Ring. 
the dad admitted child cruelty and assault. And there, there is other stuff that I've not read out that's, that's you know, the, the traditional abusive parent um, thing. The da- his dad admitted child cruelty and assault and was handed a 12-month suspended sentence. Well, I don't... How does that... Hang on a minute. How does that tally up? Judge Peter Hayward told him, Children deserve to be protected by their parents, but the way you behaved was totally unacceptable. Jesus, the guy's a nutcase. How can you do... But how, how is that even... How is that even a thing? How would you even think that? And why the hell didn't he go? To, I don't want to sound all. Uh, um, I don't want to sound all reactionary, but you know, you got, you got to go to prison for that, and you? you got to go to prison for that. Here we go. Here's controversy. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. By the way, <clears throat> controversy, guys. Furious customers are protesting. When I read what they're protesting about, just let me know if you would actually protest about what I'm going to say, right? It's building up to be... Well, they're building up as something hugely important, okay? Furious customers are protesting after Argos chiefs admitted... Its catalogue is being withdrawn from stores. And who's who's protesting about that? The glossy family favourite, Jesus, has been scrapped at some sites as bosses decide if it has a future. Now, of course, when we were kids, we loved the Argos catalogue because when it was coming up to Christmas, we'd look at the toys and the phrase was, I want that, 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 I really want that, I want them and I want that. All the way through it. What was the game we used to play with the Argos catalogue? What was the game we used to play with it where you had to... um, Oh, you had to say, well, it was not much, much of a game. You'd open it on a random page each and see who had the most expensive thing. Oh, wow. But fans of the catalogue, you, oh, jeez, it's one of these made-up stories from Twitter. But fans of the catalogue used social media to slam the move. Maddie Parnell simply wrote, save the Argos catalogue. Let's see if we can find Maddie Parnell on Twitter. Let's see. There she is. It's Maddie Parnell. TV watcher, Labour Party member, shopaholic. Save the Argos catalogue. What? No, hang on. She's written Save the Argos catalogue, but... She's then linked it to a Daily Telegraph story. What? The da- the mirror where I'm reading this from, they've not mentioned the Daily Telegraph. Let's read some more of Maddie Parnell's tweet, shall we? Fascinated to learn that the phrase fair dinkum originates from Lincolnshire. Verdict on Great British Bake Off is pretty good. Liked Prue, Noel and Sandy, and of course, Paul. Weird with ads, but was able to fast forward through. Hmm. 
She seems to be upset about a lot of things on Twitter. Good for her, though. Well done. Sheena Hendry said, do you... Oh, by the way, there's a bloke on Twitter who's done a very, very funny thing, right? And I retweeted it earlier. Um, uh, where he's taken quote, quite angry quotes from um, people on Twitter, just ordinary people on Twitter, and then made it up into like a poster with their avatar, their, you know, the, the, the picture of them on it. So it's like a picture of, of you know, a sensible-looking woman in her 50s saying, next they'll be telling me we can't eat white bread. Um, and there's... Um, uh, where Where is it? Let me, let me see. I, it, I don't know if I'll be able to convey the um the, the humor of them um let me find it let me find it oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand by the way here we go bloke called mark um send him a tweet it's m r k h n d y m r k h n d y um and i i'm not going to be able to okay there's a woman she looks like she's um uh, so this is her twitter avatar she's got to be about 50 and um, uh, she's smiling, and it's a picture of her in her living room, and it's done as a poster, and the, the, the text is, shut the borders and kick out the scum. Um, uh, 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 there's a, there's a lovely-looking lady, again, I would say about 50, a bit of a milf, it's got to be said. Got very, she's lying back, she's doing a selfie on a big sofa of cushions, doing a selfie, she's smiling, she looks happy, and um, her message is, we have no say in whether we want halal. Our schools serve nothing but. Stop this cruelty and bring pork back to schools. Our country. Um, they, uh, they're all wonderful. There we go. There's a lovely lady, got to be in her 60s, smiling awkwardly. Uh, she's stroking a cat on a table and looking at the camera. Someone else is taking the picture. <laughs> this is Great Britain and a Christian country. If you don't like it, bugger off. Here's one, a lady. Um, picture's been photoshopped, I look, because uh, uh, it looks like, because the skin is very smooth. Again, I'm going to say mid-40s, uh, blonde, very busy mouth, we would say. Lots of teeth. Looks like a nice lady. Looks like taken in her bedroom, wearing a nice dress. It has to stop. There are no-go zones in areas that look like Pakistan. All men, grubby shops, and women covered up, and whites not always welcome. Mm. Mm. Lovely lady, I'd say about 55, lovely blonde hair, quite beautiful. Um, ship them back to hell where they belong. Uh, Oh God! They—they're just—they're just jealous. Uh, jealous. So I'm reading one that says jealous. They're just delightful. Just delightful. There's a, there's an old lady. She's got to be seventy. Um, white hair. Close up picture of just her head wearing her glasses. She looks like a lovely lady that you might see at the bus stop feeding the birds. And she's tweeted, "Internment camps urgently needed." Wow. Um. All right, last one, because I don't know how well this conveys, right? There's an old guy. He's got to be in his late 70s. Moustache. He's wearing, um, like, a Fred Perry uh, T-shirt, Fred Perry top with three buttons done up to the top. He's wearing a blazer, and he's got about 15 medals on there. And his, uh, his caption is, Cut off welfare for all Muslims. Send them back. 
It's just... I'll, I'll retweet that one, and you go and go and follow uh, the guy, and um, uh, it's just it's just delightful. He must have spent a bit of time putting that together. I love that. Mm. Sheena Hendry said, "Do you realise how many hours of peace and quiet that catalogue gives parents of children who sit flicking through the toy section?" I don't know, Sheena. Here's an idea. Why don't you Why don't you join a library and get them some books out, some actual books? I love it. It's great for browsing and inspiration, and kids love it, especially at Christmas. Kids don't love the Argos catalogue. It was a distraction, at best. Argos said, As increasing number of customers choose to shop online, we are testing demand for the take-home catalogues in a small number of stores. It was announced last week that the printed Yellow Pages phone directory is being ditched for a digital-only service. At last! Because when you get... We still get Thompson Local and flipping Yellow Pages dumped on our doorstep whether we want it or not. You try throwing those things away. You can't put it in the recycling. They will reject it. They're flipping huge. Let your fingers do the walking over your keyboard and type it in in Google. No one uses the phone books anymore, guys. Here's something, kids. You used to be able to get a phone book and you could look up your friend's telephone number in it if you knew their last name and their dad's first name. That's all you did. Their dad's first name, the initial, and their last name. and, And if you knew the street, that would help because their address was listed in a book that everyone had access to. And it's a miracle we weren't all murdered and receiving dirty phone calls. The old days were absolutely rubbish. This is the Late Night Alternative. My name is Ian Lee. You're listening to Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Well, straight away for the last hour of the show and a little bit of sparks as well. 0344 499 You can call in about absolutely anything. The only rules are don't swear, don't be libelous. That is it. Oh, if you've got a radio diary, ticket please. This is the Late Night Alternative. My name is Ian Lee. You're listening to Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. It's a little retro and a bit passé, but you know you make a feeling okay, and she feels alright. The stars are bright, the missionary position And the acrobats, where they tend to stop All you know is that you can get her off And you feel alright, the stars are bright The missionary position The trial and true is good enough For me and you, for me and you The trial and true is good enough Feeling fine, it ain't the wine, it's the mission. 
your frequency But we both are smiling as you well can see And it ain't no joke, it ain't the rope It's the missionary position It's a little retro and a bit fussy But you know you made the feeling of me And you feel so light, the stars are bright The missionary position I love Sparks, Missionary Position from the new album Hippopotamus, which is out now, and it's a joy. We went to the launch yesterday, and we, you will hear what happened, and um, we went and saw them this evening, do a little sort of uh, mini gig. Uh, so good. Brilliant, wasn't it? In, uh, in a record shop. It was very, very exciting. Hey, hands up who's... Um, been blown out by Mark Hamill this week. Me. Oh, you don't know that. I do know that. Oh. Did you not see the tweets he sent? Ah. Go on. You've you muted me on Twitter. I haven't. You don't know, you don't see any of the stuff. So I tweeted Mark Hamill, right, because Mark Hamill and I have share, um, interests in music. He likes the Kinks. I like the Kinks. He's friends with Dave Davis. He likes uh, the Turtles. I like the Turtles. He likes the Monkeys. I like the Monkeys. And so there was a little tweetage going on between him and Dave Davis of the Kinks. So I tweeted him a couple of months ago and said, hey, uh, Mark, I'd love to invite you on the show. Um, and we won't talk about um, stars at all. We'll just talk about music. Okay, I mean, no space chat, just music. Yeah. And he replied, I'd love to. I'm a little bit busy at the mo." Drop me a line in the future. I went, I will do that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So I dropped him a line a couple of weeks ago. Nothing. I dropped him a line on Twitter. So I tweeted him um, again. Mark, just, you know, very quietly, you know, tapping you on the elbow, just asking if you'd like to come on. Again, we just talk about 60s pop. I'm not interested in talking to you about space. He replied. Hi, Ian. Please contact Disney Lucasfilm, who handle all such requests. X zero X zero comma MH. Oh, that's a blowout. The thing is, you don't want to talk about Disney, so why that's, is he owned by Disney now? That's uh, well, no. What he's saying is, get stuffed, kid. Cause I'm never going to come on your show. He's been DMing other. He's been DMing. Yeah, probably saying, can you please contact <sighs> Disney and stop barraging me with football nonsense? You know what's going to happen is one day we're going to be sat here and he's going to walk into the talk sport well, offices. When he does, when he does, I'm going to go up to him and say, um, "Was this interview arranged via Disney Lucas Film? Because um, I've got a feeling you were giving me the brush off." Yeah. Skywalker. Yeah. But I was gutted. I saw that I'll last night. I'll just give him a thought, karate chop to the windpipe. Why? Why couldn't he just mute me? You know why? Did, why did he? I did feel. I, I felt. I felt humiliated. You know, he did that to me once. Who? Keris Matthews. Keris Matthews. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, she was like, "Oh yeah, definitely." I'm um, DM me, so I DM'd her. She went, "Yeah, can you contact my agent?" Here's another agent one. Ignored me. Let's do it. Let's do this. Giles Martin. Oh. Giles Martin of the Beatles. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to on, on Twitter. Yeah, I'd love, love, love. There to was a get... bit of back and forth, wasn't back there? Back and forth. Love to. DM me. So I DM'd him. He said, yeah, yeah, I'd love to. We'll sort it out. Um, sort it out. Definitely sort it out. Um, get in touch with these guys and we'll sort it out. I'm well up for it. We'll invite, uh, and he said, I'll invite you down to Abbey Road. We'll do the interview there. I don't, he said that. Yeah. So then we start emailing this PR guy. And as soon as the PR guy emailed back, I thought, this is never going to happen. 
because it was all yeah it's very busy schedule at the moment um but was, i said well he yeah that's cool. i said yeah giles did get into he did say he was up for it he said maybe i could come to abbey road and do it yeah well it's very busy he's away in america for the next two weeks i said okay well should i get in touch then well we'll, we'll be in touch never got in touch so i sent another one two weeks yeah it's, it's gonna be a bit busy we might be able to give you half an hour one afternoon okay fine yeah i'll take that what whatever uh sent a few more emails no reply and then the last one yes yeah, so we've we finished publicity for this movie now okay and yeah and that was it never have and I've, I've dm'd giles a couple of times no reply oh i just think if you listen you know if you if don't don't say yes when you mean no you know, don't say yes when you mean no. That's all it is. Showbiz. It's showbiz. It's nasty, isn't it? I was so disappointed. I was dis- And last night when Mark Camel sent that back, I thought, oh, Jesus Christ, what is this? So I'm going to kill him. Not going to kill Mark Camel. I'm not going to kill Mark Camel. Um, but I was dis- I was very disappointed. Well, his dad is Darth Vader. Well, yeah, that would um, that would uh, explain it, guys. That would explain it. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Uh, Alan's got an idea. I just had an idea, Ian. Oh, let's listen to this. Okay, we like ideas. Ideas are good. Always up for ideas. Mm-hmm. How about expend- extending the length of your podcast? Come on, man. Forty minutes for a three-hour show. 90 minutes would be quality. Listen, uh, mate, it's supposed to be 30 minutes. Shh. Well, if, they're for, if, they, if they are 40 minutes, I think we should cut them back down to 30 minutes. Well, actually, some of them, they're mostly around 30, yeah. and some of them are 25, because they're as long as they should be. Here's the thing, Alan. Um, part of me thinks that we should put the whole show out as podcast, genuinely, right? But when, um, not the last set of figures, but the one before that was shocking. We had three sets of figures, listening figures, that were down, down, down. And we got down to a very, very low level. And we all had a rethink after the very low ones came in. And we decided that we weren't going to, you know, talk, focus so much on the depression. And we we're going to reopen the giggle factory. And we dusted off the keys and we did. And um, we decided a few other things we were going to do. And one of the things we decided was perhaps we are giving away too much of the show um, to be listened to afterwards. And that is perhaps stopping... that. that perhaps some listeners are choosing that option instead of listening live. Uh, so... Um, that's why we did it. And, and, and what a surprise, the next set of figures were about three times yeah. what they were before. The thing is, the podcast is supposed to be a taster so that yes. you want to listen to the rest. So I dig it, I dig it, but no. If you want to listen to the whole show, you can do. If you go to talkradio.co.uk, um, and there's a listen again thing. It, it's, it's, it's not the smoothest of systems, but it works, so you can do that. Mm-hmm. Bit windy pops now. It's like coffee, isn't it? Decaffeinated coffee, I'll have you know, guys. Decaffeinated coffee. Call straight to air for the last 40 minutes of the show. Quiet on the phones. I'm, I think it's mainly because... Um, uh, I don't know why. I don't know why. It's, um, it's summer. It's coming towards the end of summer. And radio generally has less listeners during the summer. Um, uh, there is always, you know, the, 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 the idea buzzing around in my head that people have got wise to the fact that this is a show that's perhaps not as good as they want it to be. I don't know. Um, but we will take calls straight to air. Here's what I reckon. Yeah. Another one of my theories. Yeah. Kids all went back to school this week. Yeah. And everyone... But everyone is knackered. Knackered. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. 
Experience the unconventional, Evening, the unpredictable, and the completely unorthodox exactly. with rule-free Ian Lee. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I've got no internet for the last four days. On Talk Radio. 0344-499-1000. Call straight to air for the rest of the show. Sparks coming up at the end of the show. The way it works like this is you can call up about absolutely anything you want um, and we will um, put you on the air. Don't swear, don't be libelous. That's it. Let's go to line one. One, you're on the wireless. Hello, Ian. How are you doing? Good, thank you. Yeah, Ian, um, just on last night's show, um, just a point uh, concerning the endings to songs and what I thought was a little bit out of hand, really, with Rocky, who called in, in relation to Rock Around the Clock. Might not have been the best ending, but I think he really rubbished Bill Haley. Bill and Haley, you know, Bill, uh, no, no, Bill, Bill Haley's a terrible... He was a country and western singer who boarded, did a little bit of bebop and a little bit of swing, and then he was an opportunist. He wasn't an innovator, he wasn't a leader, he was an opportunist. Yeah, take... Take away that, but at the time, you know, the first thing, first thing that we heard was Bill Haley as far as rock and roll was concerned. You know, that's all we knew. Presley come along at 56 about the same time, and obviously a totally different person. 54. Locks the move 54. The 54. Well, Heartbreak Hotel was probably where most people got to know Presley. That's that All Right 56. Mama was recorded in 54. Yeah, but 56 Heartbreak Hotel was probably right. on the back just, of... Just of, because uh, Bill Haley was the first person that you heard, it doesn't mean he's any good. No, but that's all we knew. And so we were the, right. we were teenagers then. Right. Uh, before then, we'd got the Beverly Sisters and all the rest of that stuff, and the crooners. And then suddenly Bill Haley come on the scene, so that's all we knew. OK, I'll agree with you. You know, in terms of what he was and when he come over, he's totally, totally unaccepted. Uh, you know, it, 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 it sort of destroyed... Uh, being it destroyed a little bit... Bar Barry, you're being a little bit harsh on Bill Haley there, man. No, I'm saying that after I saw Presley ah, as a young guy... So it's all right I... for you to be critical. No, but But, no, but when I... I'm critical, I'm being a bit harsh. Do you not, do you not see the, the hypocrisy there? Uh, not really, because... You phoned up. You, you, phoned, you phoned up. And your, your opening gambit was, I'd been harsh on Bill Haley, a man that's been dead for years, right? And then you've just started criticising Bill Haley. I'm just a bit confused. No, I'm not criticising Bill Haley in terms of his music and the introduction of rock and roll. Oh, which you're criticising him for the way, way he looks. That's even colder. What I'm saying is, after Presley, yes, all of the comments that you made, Chubby, Kiss Curl, all the rest, he paled into insignificance because Presley was just the total thing, wasn't he? There's no doubt about that. And so our, our yeah, attitude of rock and roll changed. But I thought what you destroyed, what you did last night, you destroyed part of, of Rocky's memories and his nostalgia. Oh, you were Barry, Barry, get a grip, mate. How, how did how did me disagreeing with him about Bill Haley destroy his memories? Are you insane? Well, you obviously upset the guy. I mean, he, I he, couldn't care he, less if he if he gets ups he got upset because I didn't like Bill Haley. He's been slagging me off on Twitter. Tough, tough. I still say I still say that in terms of Bill Haley's music and at the time and how we received it as teenagers, we'd not heard anything at I all. I couldn't care less. Anything Bill, Haley, like ba that. Barry, Bill Haley was crap. He had one decent song, and even that was not... I mean, Rock Around the Clock isn't real rock and roll. He had an accordion in the band. How is that rock yeah. and roll? So how do you explain Shake, Rattle and Roll? 
see you later, alligator. Rip it up, razzle dazzle. Yeah, they're they're awful. The they are all of them. They are awful. Jump on the bandwagon. Let's make the black man music as white and as bland as we can. They were awful. Well, okay, yeah, I'll agree with you on that. And to some extent, so did uh, uh, did was Presley that called him the White Hillbilly, you know. But uh, you, you know, the same thing was going on. They were discrediting uh, the, uh, the the black contribution to music. I'll agree with you on that. But the point that I'm, I'm making. Right. Well, you make it. You focus. Here's the thing, Barry. Focus on the point you're making, because at the moment, you're making two very diverse points, and I don't know which point is the one you're trying to make. The two points you're trying to make are. You think Bill Haley was all right, and I've ruined Rocky's memories. Which point are you trying to make? Let, and let's focus on the one point that you're trying to make. OK. I think Bill Haley, at the time, was all right, and, and was, a, was a powerful introduction, as far as rock and roll was concerned, to me as a young teenager. As far as Rocky was concerned... Right, hang on a minute! Now we're doing two points! Which... I don't think you're capable of doing two points at once. I'm going to make it easy for you, Barry. Pick one point. What is the point of this phone call? Is it me slagging off Bill Haley, or is it me destroying Rocky's memories? Those are your rather exaggerated and over-the-top words. Which of those has got you more upset? I wouldn't say that I'm totally upset about it. Well, you're being I'm very aggressive. I, I you're think, being very aggressive and rude. What I'm saying is the one led to the other. I listened to the conversation that you had with him last night. I don't think and you I did. Saw, I, I saw an old guy, same age as myself, who grew up with that music. And I thought you sort of shattered, you shattered his memories. And, oh, Barry, uh, and, and Barry, Barry, Barry. We disagreed as to whether Bill Haley... A minor figure in popular musical history was any good or not. If you really think that shattered his memories, then you're more nuts than I thought. What a stupid thing to say. How is that going to shatter his memories? Some some bloke he's never met doesn't like someone that he likes. How is that going to shatter his memories? Are you nuts? Yeah, I, I sort of, I sort of picked that up from from the way the guy went off, and he was trying to come. Well, that's back very at arrogant you. of you. That's he arrogance. Was, you, you've well, what you've it, done is you have you have projected your own insecurities onto Barry. Barry can speak for himself, and he, as he has done on Twitter with all his passive aggression, right? So uh, don't Rocky, speak, you mean Rocky? Uh, Rocky yeah, Rocky. He's with all his passive aggressive tweets and stuff that he's even doing tonight. Don't it's a, it destroyed his memories. What utter utter bollocks, Barry, and you know it. Come on, you're better than that. What I think, Ian, what I think, and I, I should probably put over to you, is growing up at that time... Oh, Jesus, I don't he, care about you growing up at that time. How have I well, shattered his memories by saying I well, didn't like me, the singer Eli? It's not like it's... It's not like it's... I've, I've gone up to some 13-year-old schoolgirls and gone, you know what? You know that band you like? You know um, a Little Mix, that band? They're rubbish. Little Mix are rubbish, and they're horrible, and they're bad to their mums, and they're all tarts, and they're, they're, I hope they die. It's not like I've gone up to a 12-year-old girl. I was having a discussion with a bloke in his 60s or whatever about about a singer how is that going to destroy his memories barry you're yeah, well, insane music, music memories are quite important you oh, know growing up at the time and all of that stop stuff, saying you know, grow stop will you please stop saying growing up at the time it's irrelevant 
Well, I guess we—I guess that's how it was, though, Ian. Oh, you know, God. You've, you've got a very—you've got a very good knowledge of music. I have the best knowledge of music of it, out of anyone. Most of it is—it comes from what from what you've read. You weren't actually there at that particular moment. When how many times happening. did you see Bill Haley in concert? I never got to see right. Bill Haley so you weren't there at the time. You listened to the records and you read about him the same as me. I've listened to the records and I read about him. So we've got exactly the same knowledge, except I've probably got more knowledge than you. Well, then I can probably say that I was listening to that music before you were. Well, that doesn't, that, that, Barry, that doesn't mean you know more about him. Of course you listened to him before I did, because you're a doddery old git. I'm a, well, I'm a young, thrusting man with, my, with the best years of my life ahead of me. And they won't involve so. Bill probably Haley. So. But Probably so, Ian. But, you know, it is important that, you know, when you're actually there when that is happening and you're experiencing the things, and the thing is with Ailey as well, oh, you know, he, he, was, he was the rebel side of it at the time for all he He was not, not Bill Haley was not a rebel! You don't so know anything! Bill Haley was about 40 when he recorded Rock Around the Clock! He was a fake! He was a fraud! He was the first of the plastic pop stars! The later ones were the Monkees and the Osmonds and the Partridge family. He is no better nor worse than any of the... He was the Partridge family of the 1950s. And when he came over here in 1957 and did his tour, the whole of Britain was disappointed to see this fat, balding, drunk, kiss-curled loser in his 40s singing rock and roll and rockabilly and bebop. So before they saw him there, and what was causing the Teds to rip up the seats? It wasn't know? the me- it wasn't his song. What rock around the clock? Wasn't it his wasn't song? his. Oh, Jesus, it's like argue. I get better arguments out of my kids than this. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? Um, Bill Haley would be the most contentious topic we would cover this week of all weeks. Well, you know, Bill Ailey was the person that everybody was relating to. Bill Ailey and the Comets, they were the, they were the ones that the Teds latched onto, and the rebel sort of the music uh, was, was come about as far as Rock Around the Clocks was concerned, or Blackbird, Blackboard Jungle, and, you know, and that started that sort of rebel side to rock and roll. Whether you, whether we think that the bloke locked the part, of course he didn't when you saw Presley. Oh, very good almighty. Okay, well, well I, anyway, I, I, Ian, I, that's, that's my, that's my contribution. Well, it's to wrong. Tonight, it's, it's wrong. And, um, it, everything you said is wrong. And, of course, I've not shattered, um, Rocky's the, Rocky's still having a pop at me on Twitter. Aggressive. Oh, right. I gave you a compliment. I'm so shattered. What compliment? Here's the compliment he gave me, right, in the tweet before. You know with Ian, if it's not Monkeys, Beach Boys, 60s, 70s, 80s, it's rubbish. It, it, it's, that, that, Martin, it, uh, Rocky, is it, passive aggression. I get aggressive. I gave you a compliment. I'm so shattered. I did meet Bill Haley in 1979. So what? So what? Flipping Bill, flipping Haley. He's rubbish. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll agree with you on the fact that, you know, as far <sighs> as the monkeys are concerned and all the rest of it, but one led to the other, Ian, and whether whether oh, we like God. it or whether we don't, no, you're wrong. Haley was you're, a part of rock and roll, you, you, and that's you, how it is. No, 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 no you can't it. just say that's how it is when you are, when you, everything you've said before that is incorrect. So what is incorrect? 
Thanks for calling, Barry. Yeah, nice to talk to you, Ian. Yeah, oh God, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Line two, you're on the wireless. I listened to the monkeys before you did. Na 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 na. Oh God! Someone needs to tell David Starkey that he knows nothing. People older than him know more about history because they were more likely to have been mm. there. Bill Haley was 29 when he recorded the Clock Song in 1954, and he came to the UK in 56, not 57. I got the years slightly wrong. God, I got uh, the years slightly wrong. Oh no! Can everyone? Can I have? Can I have a special request? As I've not been feeling well today. Oh, yeah. Can everyone just stop saying Bill Haley? Bill flipping Haley. I got. The Hang on a second. Um, hang on a second. So, hang on. So, uh, let me just, hang on a minute. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hang on a second. Uh, this better not be any more Bill Haley nonsense. No, 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 no. Okay, he was so he was he was pushing thirty. I, I got the year wrong, Rocky. I'm so sorry, Rocky. That means Rocky wins. Rocky wins a competition. Well done, Rocky. Well done. Can everyone? Who'd have thought that? Stop. That, that would be for this. Uh, here's the thing. This is what I love about this show, right? You, let's pull the curtain away for a second. You know this is all. You know this is performance art, right? And the the people that get the show the least are the people that think they get the show the most. Those are the ones that really don't... The ones that's, that think they know exactly what is going on are the ones that have no idea what is going on. Jesus. We can say that for a fact, because sometimes we don't have a clue what's going uh, on. Uh, Oh, looks like we've got a second Bill Haley uh, ruck around the clock. <laughs> call that one ruck around Can the clock. Can I not clock. call it Rocky 2? Dearie me. Um, Barry, <laughs> Kylie says, Barry is proper cracking me up on a long-ass drive to Sunderland. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you guys want to uh, phone in and argue about long-dead musicians that history has forgotten, then the number is 03444991000. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Someone whose Twitter handle is too rude to read says... Well, you at too rude to read. <laughs> you claim Nirvana, Elvis Presley and the Beatles are SH1T. <laughs> yet you're a devout Monkeys fan. Troll off, Ian. I love the Beatles. When have I ever... When have I ever slagged off the Beatles? What on earth? You troll off, Tit. That's his name. Oh. You tr- no, it's, it's even worse, though. You troll off. I've never, I've never slag off the Beatles. The Beatles are, are, are gods to me. Dear goodness. No, no, no. Line one, you're on the wireless. Good evening, Ian. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, line one. Good. Excellent. I just wondered if you would like to wish me a happy birthday, seeing as my 45th today. Nope. All right. How else is things going for you, then? <laughs> what are you doing? Is it now? Is it your birthday Friday or Saturday? Saturday? Well, it was Friday. Oh, in that case, jog on, buddy. That was 32 minutes ago. But I've just got home. 
Uh, what what you been up to? Uh, out on the lash? Uh, partly, but I was out watching the, the motorcycle racing tonight, and one of my mates came up for working to see me, so... Well, then, that is a good way to celebrate. I'll, I'll ask you what I would ask my children. Does it feel any different? <sighs> another day, mate. It's another day, isn't it? just another day. It's just another day. Uh, That's when, what your kids say, isn't when it? You, no, when you ask a six-year-old or a seven-year-old on their sixth or seventh or eighth birthday, does it feel any different? Hmm, yeah, it does a little bit, yeah. I mean, it feels sort of the same, but it's, it feels a little bit, yeah, it feels a bit more grown up. My youngest is convinced. Everyone keeps saying, oh, you've grown, because they've not seen us since the beginning of the school holidays. Yeah. She went, yeah, it's because it's my birthday month. <laughs> birthday month? Yeah. Flipping She it. wants a festival, this kid. Aye, aye. What are you doing this weekend to celebrate being really past it now, Davey? Um, uh, I'm probably going to catch up with a couple of more mates because I'm off work this weekend. Yes. Uh, as you know, I work the night shifts and only catches a couple of nights a week, so um, I'll probably just be uh, going out catching up with people and probably getting loads of beer bought from me i would expect you sound very yeah, relaxed davy enjoy your weekend season's greetings line two you're on the wireless ah oh, good evening ian how are you very well thank you line two marvelous um i've been playing a, uh, a game on facebook this evening which is combining british towns with tv programs okay i wonder if you want to join in there's been about 130 messages so far go on then what would the, the give highlights, us an example yes the highlights the highlights have been silent witness mm. uh oh, that's good. the woking dead yeah the woking dead yeah uh to the man of bournemouth oh yeah yeah beautiful yeah um coronation fleet what? That's a bit tenuous. Why Why didn't you phone in at half past ten with this? We could have got a whole show out of this nonsense. I, I thought you could bank this and come back to it, maybe. Because oh. I, can, I, can, I could go on if you can, uh, I can look through my Facebook feed, but there's about 130. Let, let, me, on, let me see. Hang on. Oh, um, Quantum Lover's Leap. Where'd you pull that face for, Kathy? Yeah. Is that a well known place? Lover's Leap. Where's that? Um, yep. Okay. Um, okay, um... Home, home and away, must. Okay, let me get one, let me get one. I'm, I, I can do this. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a funny guy. Um, let me think of a TV programme. So I'm going to start with the TV programme first. Um, uh... I'll the, give you the programme, John. I've got one. I've got one. The Great British Bake Off. What? Great the British. Great... great Britain. No, no, no. It needs to be it's got to be a town. Oh, towns. Towns. Yeah. Towns. Uh, a question of York. Eh? <laughs> um, Liverpool. York. Liverpool. Liverpool. What's the, what's the TV program? Brookside. TV program? Brookside. No. No. Okay. One foot, one foot in the Gravesend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> He's good at this. Um, oh, Monty Python's Flying Piccadilly Circus. No. Yes. 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 Really? Because it's a... I thought it was supposed to be a town, not... A, Oh, really boy. I know, I'm being generous. Oh, I know you are. Don't it's humor him. Don't humor him. Um, Rye Claudius. Oh. Stop, stop, stop saying... Yeah, can I've got one, I've got one. Can I keep going? Car different strokes. Oh, that's good. Yeah! Uh, what, what's your name, caller? Because I'm about to cut you off, and I'd like to know the names of people I cut off. It's Rob. Okay, Rob. 
I was cut off there. He wouldn't keep quiet. I was winning. It wouldn't keep. No, he wouldn't keep quiet enough for me to think. I can do these word games. I'm a very funny, oh. very quick guy. Squeeze but I need, one out. Go on. I need silence though, and I, I, I need, I need a, a, a calm, loving atmosphere. Okay, let me think of a television program first of all. <gasps> no, don't, don't make that noise like you've got one because that puts pressure. Well, you got to let yours out now, and then don't make any more noise. Say it. Say it. The Mansfield from Uncle. Oh, it's a bit crap. Um, okay, let me think of a TV program. Um, um, the Merry Lighthouse Experience. What? Lighthouse is a place. No, no, it's a the building. Lighthouse Family. It's a building. Uh, let's go to line one. This stupid game there. Good evening, line one. Oh, hello. Hello, line one. Oh, yeah, yes, it's, it's Ken, Ken from Sheffield. Hello, Ken. Hey, yeah. Oh, he, he, he. Uh, I've just been laughing to myself because I've stitched you right up. Go on, what's that? Right, these past. Well, I do a, a very good impression of uh, someone who calls into your radio show. Oh, yeah, go on. Uh, what's it? His name's. Uh, well, I can't remember. Is it David, uh, David Babcock? Oh, yeah, David Babcock, the bloke who got a, a hoover stuck on the end of his winkle. Yeah. That's well, gone that's viral, that has. That's gone viral, that I clip. They, they played it on, a, on an American radio station today. Did they really? Yeah, they did. And they, I'll find the clip. The hosts were laughing. People, the people phoning in were laughing. And, oh, it was, it was so funny. Totally destroyed that Muppet. Anyway, Ken, what were you saying? Well, that's the thing. I've stitched you right up because I've... It, it's been me doing an impression I must of remember, actually, here's the thing. Because it got played on an American radio show, we got a royalty check, yeah. right, for um, $2,000, which is about 1,700 quid. But here's the thing. It, it's not it's not made out to us. It's made out to David Babcock. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, you, thanks, Ken. You reminded me. I've got to get in touch with David because we got a check for seventeen hundred. Well, two thousand dollars. He'll have to get it changed. But it's about seventeen hundred quid. So, thank you for reminding. Sorry, Ken. What were you saying? Go on. Um... Well, I, w- I was saying that I've actually been doing an impression of David these past two nights. Right. And he's not. He's not actually rang in. But I mean, I'm a good. I'm a good friend with David. I, if I can uh, pass it on to him, if you like. No, we we have to. We have to hand deliver the the check for two thousand dollars to David ourselves. Well, if it if it was all a, a fake and David didn't get a, a Hoover stuck on his knob, um, then um, we'll send the money back to the states. That's not a problem. Well, thanks for telling us, Ken. I Appreciate it. Well, well, we're just uh, we're, we're do, what I'll do is I rip the ch- I'll rip the check up now, and then yeah, we have to too. send no, the no, no, no. Yeah, I'll rip it up now. No, no, um, no, no, what no, we'll no, do... no, 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 no. What? There we go. No, it's... It's Sorry. You know, you know, you know, it's me, it's David, David. You're not material, have you? Yep, it's done. Oh, Christ! Well, you owe me two grand then. Oh. What for? You didn't get a Hoover stuck on your knob. It was Ken. No, 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 it won't, and that's obviously me, isn't it? So did you get a hoover stuck on your knob? Yes. Can you do me a favour? Can you say, my name's David Badcock, and I got a hoover stuck on my knob, and we'll send it off to America and get we'll, we'll get another cheque? You promise? Yeah, pr- absolutely. I swear on my, uh, cross my heart, hope to die. What do, I, what do I have to say? My name's David Badcock, and I got a hoover stuck on my knob. Right, are you recording now? Yep. Shall I do it in American accent? No, do it in your voice. My name's David Babcock, 
and I got two of us to come in up. Ah, you idiot! <laughs> you idiot! There's no money, you muppet! Get that clip, Catherine. That's going on. That's going to be my new ringtone. <laughs> Fantastic. The radio show that knows truth is always stranger than fiction. Week Monday, I get shoes. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Because they're too real to be part of my imagination. On Talk Radio. Been very controversial on Twitter as well. It better not be BH. Yeah. Someone's replied to the Talk Radio tweet earlier on about Bill Haley. He has a place in history. Insulting the man won't change that. Well, no, but we 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 can speak the truth. Um, let, let's let's put Bill Haley to rest. We'll, we'll we'll carry on the Bill Haley phone in on Monday at ten o'clock. Uh, <laughs> oh, jeez, who'd have thought that would be the most controversial thing? Uh, I love Sparks. Ron and Russell Mail. You will, of course, know them for this town ain't big enough for the both of us. Other hit songs you should dig out are um, Amateur Hour. Um, oh, uh, what's I come up with a song about Mother Earth, but it's stunning. Um, the number one song in heaven. Now, they do a brilliant song. Now that I own the BBC, brackets, what am I supposed to do with this thing? It's a great song. Uh, they got a new album out, Hippopotamus, and it's, it, here's the thing. R- Russell is 68 and Ron is older. I don't know the age difference. Um, and it's getting five star reviews absolutely everywhere it's a, it's a stunning stunning record it's it's it, it's being described as a masterpiece i don't know if i'd go that far i still prefer little beethoven which i think is the greatest album that, that they've done and one of the greatest albums of all time but that is a cracking cracking record and i've had it in my car for about a week now and it's a joy and you can go out and buy it um tonight they were doing a little tiny little concert a record launch in a rough trade last night uh, they were at the ica we discussed the meaning of that in this piece um doing a q and a Q&A. and it was all rather jolly and all rather marvel- marvelous and Catherine and i went along and this is what happened um hello Good evening, listener. My name is Ian Lee. It is. Your name is? Catherine Boyle. And it is a windy Thursday evening, very grey in London, and we are off. We're walking because we get too many cabs, and I'm trying to save... I'm trying to... Here's the thing. I'm trying to um, keep... Hang on a minute. I'm trying to keep pounds. I'm also trying to lose pounds. Good one. That's excellent. One what of them do you is mean? That one of them make is no. One of them is pounds sterling, and the other one is pounds LBS. I want money in my bank and fat off my belly. <laughs> so we are walking, although I think it's going to chuck it down to the ICA in London. Now the ICA is a very, very swanky place it stands for the um well the a stands for art Institute creative arts okay i was it, it, yeah. i would have worked that out myself no i would have got there whoa it's a zebra crossing what the hell is wrong with you did you see that i did i hope those lights if those lights turn red i'm gonna go and tap on her window tap on her window it's a great name for a song so we are off to the album launch of one of my favourite... Oh, she's stuck in traffic I don't, and the lights have turned red. I don't actually want to tap on her window, but I've said I will, so no, I have to. don't you dare. Don't you dare. We are off to the album launch of one of my favourite, favourite bands, Sparks, Ron and Russell Mail, um, who have... Um, I think this is like their 45th anniversary. And here's the thing about Sparks, right? 
is that their last four or five albums have been their best albums they've ever made. It's incredible. They just get better and better. Uh, and this one is a joy. My favourite track uh, on there, and I can't stop singing it, is um, Missionary Position, which is hilarious. It's really funny. It's full of jokes. So we are off to the album launch. Uh, there's going to be Nibbles, which is great. There's going to be Booze, which is not so great, because... Yes. Yeah, we exactly. That reason. And, um, well... We might, we might, I don't know what, we might get to talk to them. That's what I'm hoping. If not, we'll look at them <laughs> a lot. I want a picture with them. I love them so much. I met them before, they're delightful. Anyway, we are off. Have they legalised weed? Because I'm smelling it everywhere, particularly in the lift at Talk Radio. But also just walking the streets, I'm smelling a lot of um, weed. Well, these are crazy days, Ian. Crazy days. Crazy, crazy days. Okay, well, um, we're not going to record the whole journey because that'll be tedious, but if anything exciting happens between now and the ICA, we'll let you know. We, um, we went the wrong way, and after walking for about 20 minutes, we're 25 minutes away from the venue. Now, considering when we were at work at Talk Radio, we were 25 minutes away from the venue. This is pretty poor show. So we've we've stopped in the grandest looking Pret-a-Manger I've ever seen. It's like a cathedral. Yes, it is. It's massive. And um, there are not very many people in it. But what they do have is sandwiches, which is the important thing. We're going to have a sandwich. I'm going to have a decaf. We sit down. Yeah, we sit. We got we got we're half an hour All right. ahead of schedule. Okay, let's do it. Despite us being late. So let's do that. This, this young lady here would like to serve us. To have in, please. We're walking down the street and we've just bumped into Barry from Watford. We're going off to see, we're off to see Sparks, the group. Oh, I know them. Uh, this town ain't big enough for the both of us. No, this town ain't big enough for the both of us. Yeah, just sort of a joke. What are you up to in London, Barry? Uh, oh, well, I'm knocking around. My friend's American fella. Say hello, Todd. Hello, darling. How are you? Yes, yes, I just met him. Well, we're in the seediest part of Soho. I've yes, just seen you coming down. down some stairs. What's... Yeah, I just saw me coming down the stairs. Yes. You? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, well, I'm nearly... <laughs> I won't even do say that joke. But um, what's this for? This uh... it's for the talk radio show. Oh, tonight! <laughs> oh well, I won't be listening. But good luck, thanks, Barry. Cheers. Bye. How's you mean Barry from Watford in town? Incredible! I thought he was banned from this area. Wasn't I saw there... him pouncing on you, and he started pulling out his wallet. Then he realised who you were. Yeah, it's uncomfortable, that isn't it? Um, well, that's now made us uh, late for um, for Spark. So let's. Let's onwards and upwards, onwards and upwards. Right, well, this is the ICA, which stands for the International Centre for Arts. Have I got that right? Um, I don't know. Let's say yes. Um, it doesn't Institute. matter. In, okay. Um, I think it's down here. I think it's the entrances down there. So we'll have a little look-see. can see a guy in a Sparks t-shirt. We are in the right place. The Institute of Contemporary Art. So I was pretty, um, I was pretty close. It's pretty close.
Hmm, this uh, really says a lot about um, modern architecture. I think they're just tidying up, aren't they? Okay. We're in. We're getting the drinks. Yeah. Very, uh, very, very exciting. That's brilliant, man. Thank you very much. An apple juice for me. Let's, shall we wander through? Should we sit, should we sit down? Do you want to bag to your table? No, we can't bag to your table. Why can't we bag to your table? No. Bag to your table? Really? It's not reserved. No, to be fair, you can, not, if they were reserved, they would say reserved. Go on then. Well, you sit down. Let's bagsy one. I'm going to sit down. So I did. I'm sitting down. Well, this is exciting. So um, we're here. We're in this um, d- dark space. It's very dark and mysterious. There's a stage. There's a screen showing Sparks Live at the Six Music Festival. Um, and they're going to come out and do a Q&A. And then tomorrow we're going to go and see them do an install. This never happened when we worked in Dunstable, did it? <laughs> Just check in. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. <laughs> um, when I said to someone earlier, said, oh, I'm going to go and do a Q&A with Sparks, they were like, oh my God. It's going to be terrifying. Are they going to say anything? Are they terrifying going to... for us? Are they going to be, they going to be intimidating? I like, like, like people. People already have this kind of this sort of impression of you. I was like, no, they're absolutely delightful. They're lovely people. Sort of carry around this aura of artistic strangeness. <laughs> yes, you're right. <laughs> we're not so scary. Not at all. No, we're not scary. But we do carry an aura of artistic, uh, what was the last thing you said? I, I can't remember. Artistic <laughs> something. <laughs> um, the record's coming out tomorrow. I mean, I, I think there's that well-worn phrase, isn't it? Like, every, every album is like, is like a child. What child is this? What are its characteristics? What member of the Barks family is it? Well, it's when you've had a, uh, or do we have 137 albums? That's correct, yes. <laughs> Um, you know, you always have to find just new ways to um, both challenge ourselves and then hopefully in the process challenge uh, fans of Sparks. And then we always think, too, that there may be, uh, there's probably not, but there may be one or two people who haven't heard of Sparks um, <laughs> somewhere. And then to do a, an album, you really have to do something that you think is as valid now as anything you've ever done, and that if someone has no knowledge of the band whatsoever, that the new album could represent your entire body of work, and that you would be proud enough to say, you don't need to hear the other 22 albums that this one uh, can represent uh, everything that you you stand for and your whole sensibility, and that's what we set out to do, and uh, yeah, every time. We've, we've worked with so many great people through time, and so one of the advantages, there are many advantages, but one of the advantages of having been around a long time is, is that you're able to have, re-channel kind of what, what they've taught you into uh, new ways through your work. Thank you very much for spending your time with us. Uh, it is, it's a really good record. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you.
enjoyed that a lot really charming really delightful I liked it because it was a little bit pretentious and, and I loved it it was and yet when they were asked about stuff about deeper meanings and stuff they were quite happy to go yeah there's nothing more to yeah. it than that and it's right that part of the charm a lot of the charm is that contrast between how theatrical they are on stage even though one of them doesn't really move yep until he does and then he goes on <laughs> um, and, and how they are in real life you know it's, it's, um, it's very charming the album is Hippopotamus. Um, it is brilliant. It is brilliant. Um, um, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I think it's up there with their other classic, Lil Beethoven. Um, we shall now have a gentle stroll back to the studio where um, I'm imagining if this is being broadcast on the radio, we'll go to, straight to some ads and then it'll be us actually in the studio. Good evening. <laughs> 